everyone, and welcome to episode 104 of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Today is Turdos, first seed the 27th, and you are just seven days, seven days away from the official launch of Elder Scrolls Online. Holy crap. I can't believe it's come so far. That was so fast. Well, our show is sponsored in part by Tweaked Audio, tweakedaudio.com, quality headphones, 30% off with our code off the record at Tweaked Audio, and also by Audible. Download your free book today at audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork. And also by such fans as Chad H., who says, I've had a blast listening to ESOTR during the lead-up and the release of ESO. Can't wait to play. And I hope to join the ESOTR guild as well. I really appreciate the positive but always honest commentary. Keep up the amazing work. And also by Norris B. Who says, keep up the amazing work. Looking forward to joining you in game slash guild. Luke F. says, so much good content. I need to pay my dues. Daniel O. says, Bradford and Maury are awesome. Slash tote mall. And by Gregory S. Thank you very much, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Today, we're going to be talking about veteran content, a letter from Paul Sage. Got a lot of points on that. Pretty epic stuff. Also, we have a prep guide for you for ESO, some common questions answered, as well as when does your mega server go live? Then we have ESOTR's launch plans. Stay tuned for that. It's going to be a lot of uh, interesting information. Uh, we don't have all of our plans in order just yet, but we want to tell you what we've got so far. And also, the subscription discounts for multi-month subs have been announced, and we'll be looking a little bit at that as well. Uh, in the Elder Scroll, Lou will present Vampires of the Iliac Bay, plus the final dev question of the week, this week in Tamrielic Holidays and Dave's Guild Corner. If you're looking to join uh, ESOTR, well... Uh, Dave's got some uh, some very interesting information that um, regards the uh, the guild. I am your host of Arwen, and I am joined by the one and only Lou, the Lore Master Olan. Lou, I believe you are on mute, sir. Oh wow! <laughs> Hello. Thank you for the first gaff of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the kind intro, sir. Hello, everyone in chat. Hello, YouTube. What's going on? And also by Dave Dianforce Adams. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing today? Give pause a minute for them to answer. It's okay. You can edit it in later. <laughs> just like I'm, just to give them a moment to give them. Oh, good. I'm glad your day's been going well. All right. <laughs> pause a minute, and uh, in case their day was bad. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. We're going to have a wonderful episode and make your day better. <laughs> Dave, if you walked around and, and spoke like that, I think someone would probably tell you you're like a choose-your-own-adventure book. <laughs> book to page 42. You died. You died. Oh, wait, come back, come back, come back. Oh, no. Back to page 23. Well, Shank's not here this week. Unfortunately, he, uh, m he managed to get himself hurt. I, I don't know all the details on it. Apparently he he had to go to uh, go to the doctor and he's in a lot of pain. You know, sorry to hear that. If you check his Twitter, someone said uh, arrow to the knee, huh? So, <laughs> we can, speculations uh, uh, abound. 
Wow, <laughs> Brian's was a ass. Lightsaber accident for those who want to know. <laughs> Brian's ass, Shanks. I don't know. Shank. <laughs> Poor Shanks. I'm sorry. Brian's back. His back. But um, he lost his hand and found out that Darth Vader's his father. Well, um, in his stead, we have Moriku of Tamriel, one of our uh, video content leads here at QGN, and star of classic Elder Scrolls Night. Hey, on my ducks, you're back with me, Moriku, here on Elder Scrolls Off the Record. That's right. They had me on episode 94, Don't Feed the Trolls, and decided 10 shows later that they really needed the big M back, and he is here. So you are welcome, and I shower you with my love. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I, I feel showered with your I, love. It's offensive. Mm. <laughs> if I went check that link I sent you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're not alone either. We're joined by our wonderful chat room. And for you uh, listening to our podcast and also watching us on YouTube as well, thanks so much, guys. Uh, before we go on, we've got something quick to mention. And that is this, a very special date of note. Tuesday, March 25th, was the 20th anniversary of the Elder Scrolls series. Wow. Yeah. Todd Howard issued a statement to test fans on BethBlog.com to commemorate the event and even releasing a new uh, Elder Scrolls 20-year arena concept art wallpaper, which is, uh, which is pretty awesome looking. Did you see the uh, original artwork work for Arena that they were posting out today? No, I didn't see that, actually. It, well, I, I would recommend not showing it on the stream because, like, front, forward, the lead female character design <laughs> has an extremely high armor rating oh. on her gear. Oh, no, yeah, the original box art. Yeah. We can show that. Oh. That's not M-rated. Yeah, that I saw. It's well, damn near close. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Well, you know, she's that wearing is... less. She's wearing more than I am right now. <laughs> Maybe we should change oh. that, Maury. We'll we'll give you a minute to go and put something on at least. Um, <laughs> like I really you can obviously tell that she's in in-game gear uh, just by the lack of of anything. Very true. It's it's very skimpy. Um, the the outfit that she's she's wearing, of course. But oh, no, I don't really think it's skimpy enough, to be honest. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I really I really think they um, they should bring that back for Elder Scrolls Six. I really think uh, it Jesus. sort of speaks to <laughs> armored think... bikinis. Armored oh my god, yeah. that's not even armored. In fact, there are bikinis with more material than that. Okay, that is I'll... like a, a toothpick, a, a bit of twine, <laughs> and a napkin. How about then to to um, to compromise, Dave? Armored bikini with tassels, metal tassels that you can jangle. Is that the best I can get? Yeah, I'll take it. That, but that's for the men, like the women. Oh, oh okay. Well, then I'm all for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. Um, Evalwin, what, what, what were you talking about? Uh, you know, after the after the male metal pasty thing with uh, with tassels, I'm sort of derailed. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Murray Hype broke the show. That's five minutes. <laughs> Murray Hype. <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> uh, congratulations, Elder Scrolls, for 20 years. Sorry about Mora Q. 
<laughs> wow, 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. And my friends, I picked that game up on a lark. <laughs> What's we that? had no idea what we were doing. We had gone to a local game store, my friends and I, and just said, hey, you know, we need a new game to play. Well, let's check this out. What is it? Uh, it says Elder Scrolls Arena. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Chick's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> is it a fantasy type game like D&D yeah alright cool check it out check that out 20 years later we're all still playing the test games <laughs> also uh, be sure to check out Bradford's vampire skill recap for Elder Scrolls Online uh, it's up on the QGN YouTube page right now at youtube.com slash quest gaming network uh, he takes about 5 minutes or so to quickly recap all of the vampire skills uh, that, that you get when obviously you become a vampire in the game, uh, if you so choose. So it's uh, it's definitely worth a watch. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's done very very well as as Bradford usually does. It's very informative. Now, uh, Maury, you you said you watched it, right? Yes. What'd you think of it? It's a great video, and now gives Bradford an actual reason to suck in game. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> wow. The man's not even here, he's taking the hits. Yeah, really. <laughs> poor poor Bradford, Jesus. <laughs> hey, like uh, as a part of our um sixty hour marathon, he was the other person that got hashtags and it was usually Bradford King of Dying. So mm. I don't think that's an unfair criticism to point at the man. His his talents definitely um are well used here at QGN and gameplay isn't. Among them. All right. Well, uh, it's great. <laughs> that's uh, that's a wonderful thing for you to say, Maury. I'm sure he would appreciate that. Uh, thank you. Yeah, um, of course. It isn't too late to to get someone else on. You know. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Sure. Uh, we actually have a question in the chat room. Oh, what's that? <laughs> Important question: Do the vampires sparkle? And I can definitively say yes. It would not be a game without sparkly vampires. Yes, and the, and the accompanying teenage angst to go with that. Mm-hmm. And when you become a vampire, you get a small, noisy Volvo. What did you just say? A small, noisy Volvo. V- Volvo. Me- a little I, tiny I, car. Okay. More some anger re- than gasoline. For some reason, I thought you said something else then. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, he, he said Volvo. Okay, oh, just yeah. he can't talk properly. That's okay. Yeah, that's all right. It's okay. Okay. Uh, Dave, since since we're on you, what'd you do this week in Elder Scrolls? Anything? Uh, this week, as well as last week, since we didn't have an episode, I've been working on a Dragon Knight. Hmm. And I finally made it playable. Ah. Oh. Yeah. I stacked fire everything. Like, that was my purpose. I went in, I was like, I'm going to pour as much fire into this character as possible. So I went uh, Dunmer. I went Light Armor for the Magicka region. I went Fire Staff for, well, Fire Staff abilities as well as fire. And I poured every point I could into Magicka. I found out. out, uh, I found out how to play it. Basically, this is how I would be able to play it. The class starts out ridiculously slow. Okay? Mm-hmm. So if you're starting a Dragon Knight, expect the first things you put points into to feel like a waste. At least, you know, that's just how it goes. The, the first few points are 
things like where you throw a chain at an enemy and pull it to you or stun an enemy and lock it down or uh, put up a, a defensive ability where you shoot spikes out of your body that returns damage. You know, it's it's funny that, that you say that because Maury and I were having a conversation off air. Mm-hmm. And he was sort of saying the same thing, that right in the beginning of his uh, character's progression, he, he really felt like it was very, very slow. And, and not, that the, not that the levels weren't coming fast enough, but, but really more of like he, he didn't think that the skills in total were, were 100% effective just yet. Mm-hmm. That's how it feels. It feels like when you start a Dragonite that you're wasting time just building up to what you actually can become. The first few skills feel <laughs> honestly useless. I mean, yes, they do have a purpose. Yes, in the proper situations, they are pretty nice. Especially the uh, dragon armor, that those fiery spikes that shoot out of you, that's those, it, pretty nice in the right situations. Right. But the problem is, very early in the game, you're not taking enough damage or dealing enough damage for it to be useful. So immediately, it feels like you're just wasting points just to start off your abilities and grow them. Like, you don't have that other classes... You have the thing like Adric Spear, where you have that first spear move that you pretty much use forever. You don't have that with the Dragon Knight. But the abilities in the Dragon Knight, especially as you go- get higher in level, they become very powerful. But they cost very little. If you're going heavy into Magicka, you can chain Dragon Knight abilities like nobody's business. I've never played a class that could pour damage at a constant, reliable rate like you can with the Dragon Knight at a higher level. Hmm. It does. You don't wait for, oh, I got to wait for my magic, and then I pop the big attack. How long would you say that it, you, you had to wait and well, start? Well, it wasn't bad. It was like five, uh, 10 levels in, I was at a point where I could say I could reasonably play this character. So around so level 10. Well, yeah, depending on how you play it, I would say around level 10, you'll get that feeling. Okay. And really, that's what it was all about, is trying to get to a point where I felt like I could run up to an enemy, fight him, and not have to worry about when at what point during this fight do I need to run away. Mm-hmm. You know, you could really chain abilities uh, with the low cost of each ability, which is surprisingly low. In comparison to all the other classes in the game, the Dragonite abilities are surprisingly low for the amount of damage they output. Hell, they're surprisingly low just to cast them. It's amazing that this class is what it is today, and I I definitely see it getting hit by the nerf bat pretty quickly on, especially when people figure out, go 100% into Magicka when you're going Dragonite. Wow. Strong words, my friend. Strong words. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, that's really what I've done. That's what I put all my effort into. Okay. <coughs> Crusader. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Diablo, which... Uh, are we going to do the Diablo podcast during this or no? Oh, we- <laughs> no, we, we've got way too yeah. much to cover today. It's going uh, to be a huge freaking show as it is. But, uh, I mean, I, I guess just to, just to sort of sidetrack for a minute, um, holy God, you know, Reaper of Souls is amazing. and uh, Yeah, I know. I'm excited. And that Crusader class... Jesus. I mean, that, that was, I mean, it was definitely missing. I don't know why they didn't launch with, with the crusader class, but it's fantastic. 
because it, it, it made you pay $60 to buy it again. We could talk for hours about that. <laughs> we, we literally that, could. That's its own show. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, Lou, what about you? What'd you do in, in Elder Scrolls this week? Well, this week, since it's so close to launch, I I purposely stayed away from PTS because, you know, I, I, I've reached the point now, my character's like, you know what, I don't want to spoil the story anymore. I actually mm-hmm. want to just go into the game now, yeah. early access, and just go in fresh. Yeah. So I, I, di- I didn't want to discover any more of the story, any more of the land, because, you know what, I wanted to save it to when it goes live, and I can actually enjoy it with, you know, with everyone in the guilds. And so I kept away. I mean, I patched it up, but that's it. That's as far as I. That's all I touched with ESO. Yeah, that was a giant patch that released this week. Um, yes, it was huge. Yes, it was. Took mm-hmm. a co- yeah, but uh, hey, all ready to go on on that front. I'm I'm all patched up too. Exactly. So now that that's taken care of, I was like, you know what? Let me go back and play some good old fashioned Skyrim. So the first thing I encountered uh, the past couple of days, I just want to force choke SKSE. <laughs> All right. I, I know a lot of the modding community uses it, but for the love of God, why can we get, can we get the hell away from that that mod or that? Ooh, how it doesn't work? It does work. Ugh. So, you know, I had to replace some mods or just drop them all entirely off my game. So, mm-hmm. ticking me off. What's uh, what's the one mod that SKSE sort of bugged out for you that you're missing right now? Um, I think a couple of my the you know, mods I use are affected by it, and one of my inventory mods. So I have to go find mm. another one that, that will play nicely with SKAC, because I think the guy who originally developed the UI mod, the inventory mod I use, is no longer updating it, so it just totally forked it up nah, for my characters. What about, uh, what about your, I mean, what about your character that you're playing, though? How, how well did, uh, how, how are you doing with the build? Oh, not bad. I mean, I went back to play my Battle Mage. I put the Assassin aside. Oh, okay. So, I've been working with her. And right now, actually, I think a couple of days ago, I actually found the... I was 21 out of 24 for the Stones of Baron Zaya for her. Mm-hmm. And going down to the Crypt and Right run, just to ch- you know check out Fred's mod, I'm down there. I'm like, all right, cool. Go like, oh, oh. What the hell? <laughs> Which is what you're going to say when you download Fred's mod. Yeah. Well, first thing I realized, hey, hey, it's one of the stones. <laughs> I don't think I've ever gone down there on that particular character, maybe once or twice. Mm-hmm. And it just went in and went out. <laughs> After all this time. So now I've got 20, 22 stones. Two more to go. Very good. So I'm happy with that at least. But I'm realizing, you know what, the last two are just going to be a real pain and it took us to find. But I'm going to do it. I, I believe it. I, I haven't, like I told you, I haven't found more than a handful of of those Baron Zaya stones. So, man, I'm I'm really rooting for you, dude. Good luck. <laughs> uh, God. and you know, and I stick to my claim. I have not, I am not using a guide to find these damn things. So good for you. That's what awesome. I found is what I found in games, just stumbling upon it or just getting lucky. So, uh, I know the chat room may have said, I think Shank too, or even Dave said, you know. Maybe certain quests I've done, the outcomes may affect me finding the rest of them, the last two, so who knows? Who knows? Not going to win. Hopefully I, I haven't jinxed myself with that. Yeah. Uh, what else you got, man? Well, I brought my mage, and she is 
apparently, you know, she's trying to join the Dark Brotherhood. So mm-hmm. right now she's in solitude who's, and she's just waiting to ruin someone's white wedding. <laughs> just waiting. Just waiting on that, huh? Yeah, I purposely stopped right then and there. I was like, oh, no way. I'm, I'm going to wait till uh, I'm wide awake and set ready and go, ready to go because I want to enjoy this. <laughs> Yeah, I I've, I often um, when I'm when I'm into a game like and, and I'm absolutely exhausted and I'm like falling asleep, I'll I'll often stop and not push myself and just say, I want to enjoy this. Let me get up early tomorrow, and I always feel so much better when I do that. Exactly. You know what? You get to realize. You know, this felt so much better. Or for those oh crap moments when you realize, if I had been asleep when I did this last night, I probably would have died several hundred times. Yeah. So I I want to spare myself that that pain and agony. Um, and let's see, what else you got, man? Oh, that's about it. I mean, again, I'm trying another couple of mods. I downloaded off of, uh, the Nexus and one off of Steam. So hopefully next week I'll have something to say about those once I try them out. Excellent. Uh, I just want to mention the folks in the chat room. Um, we now do have a, a, uh, download link to our, our mumble server. So if you're looking to join ESOTR, our guild in Elder Scrolls Online, and you are a regular part of the uh, the chat room, you'll notice right there, it says join us on Mumble. We've got our, our Mumble server information right there. Um, I just increased the capacity to our Mumble server. Uh, if you do not have it, you can click on that link. Uh, and also while you're at it, um, you can uh, click on the Amazon link in there as well. And if you're looking to get something, maybe consider getting it through Amazon. And if you click on that link, it'll also help support uh, support the network. That is a uh, QGN-specific Amazon link, and uh, any of your uh, sales through Amazon will uh, help support the network and no extra cost to you. Uh, Maury, what did you do this week in Elder Scrolls? Well, uh, I had a very limited experience this week in Elder Scrolls, sadly. Uh, jumped up on my legendary Skyrim on Tuesday uh, just to basically introduce um, Chris, who is um, going to be working alongside me and uh, John. <laughs> on the video aspect of um, the um, QGN. So we had some fun playing Skyrim. I was playing it. Uh, and then I had just one random quest where I had to go and kill a um, a bandit leader just to take back to, um, I don't know if you guys know Darkwater Crossing. It's near, um, it's kind of down south from um, Windhelm near the Elder Green, where you get the um, the sap for the, the tree. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I then had a, a, a three-dragon fight. Wow. What? <laughs> yeah, because I've got a, a mod uh, called Deadly Dragons. So that spawned in something called a forest dragon. Uh, Dave actually joined me on one stream where we had a forest dragon um, attack, mm-hmm. which basically spits out poison that enrages mm-hmm. animals and means that um, animals and goats and stuff attack you. More got cowed. Yeah, oh, yeah. The cow came after me. Um, and then, because I'm like level 34, I also had a blood dragon attack at the same time. Um, that was fun. And then a third dragon, just a regular dragon came. And um, so, yeah. I, I wow. had three dragons. I managed to down one. Good for you, dude. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. And everywhere I went, there was just red dots because I've got immersive creatures as well. So there was like skeletal archers there and different packs of wolves. Wow. What's the name uh, of the mount you're using? 
What was that called? Uh, I used Deadly Dragons and Immersive Creatures. Oh. And this is on Legendary um, difficulty. Did you end up defeating the, the four-way? Uh, no, because Skyrim crapped out on me and crashed. And I said, right, that's it, I'm done. Because mm. I got killed. Oh, I got killed by a goblin shaman as well. Because the goblins were fighting the dragons. And then the dragon flew off. And yeah. five goblins just turned on me and one-shotted me. And I was like, dude, wow. really? So I had to reload. And then the dragon, then the um, the forest dragon came back after I took it down, maybe a third, and it actually regened its health twice. And then I crashed, and I was like, "Screw this! Hour and a half, wow. I'm done." Skyrim, Skyrim's annoyed me. Yeah, it was very, it was very <laughs> painful, and the the agony, I'm sure, was um, was palpable um, and and definitely real on my part. While while John and um, and Chris were were really having fun at my expense. Oh, I'm sure these they were. dragons are um, just destroying everything. They're tearing so. you up, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, I, I just want to make a, a small suggestion. Have you have you tried this before? And, and hold back, because I, I don't know if you've heard me ask this before. Have you tried not sucking? Um... Yes. Mm. Are, yes, I'm, I'm, using, I'm, I'm using it with your mum then, Dave. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, all right. So, oh, my so God. Uh, you're, you're welcome, son. <laughs> oh. Y'all are going to be my, my little baby. We're going to get married. Oh, Lord. In, so, in the chapel. Uh, I, had, so, uh, I was oh. doing uh, classic Elder Scrolls Night on Friday. <laughs> Yes, please tell us how, how was how did that go? Right oh, there? that was wonderful. Actually, I had a lot of fun. Uh, Maury was there, unfortunately, and <laughs> you know what? Oh, I'm done with this crap. I'm going. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we were uh, we were talking a lot about Elder Scrolls Six. The whole uh, the whole conversation um, of that show was was based around that, and I was just having a blast. You know, talking with the guys about some Elder Scrolls Six and trying to come up with, um, you know, ideas of of what we think it, you know, it might be, and talking about some conversations that were going on on the forums, on uh, the uh, official Elder Scrolls forums about the game, and uh, speculating. It was it was a good time. And uh, while while we were having those discussions, I was playing my um, my shield, my one handed spell and shield mage, whom is getting just better and better as, as I play her. I, I really can't believe that. I, I really feel like I'm making this class work and uh, it's, it's a tremendous amount of fun. So had a lot of fun doing that. Um, I think I got her up to maybe she's, she's still, you know, very low level, but um, I, I think she's around 15 or so. So I mean, at this point, if the if the one handed spell and shield thing was not going to work, I think I'd see it by now. So I'm getting excited, but I'm not a hundred hundred percent convinced yet. All right. Uh, well, like I said, we've got we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to get into veteran content. Also, we've got a prep guide for you. Uh, when your mega server goes live, we've got our launch plans plus. A discussion about the uh, subscription discounts and multi-month subs uh, that had been announced. Uh, 
Uh, of course, uh, The Elder Scroll and, and so much more coming up right after this. In their tongue, he's Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. Well, that means we are now in the discussion points, guys. So, first up, veteran content. A letter from Paul Sage. Middas. First see the 26th, or, you know, yesterday. Uh, ElderScrollsOnline.com released an article from creative director Paul Sage on what ESO has to offer when players reach level 50. Now, at the beginning of the article, Sage reminds us uh, that solo duo... Small group and large group PvP does exist in Cyrodiil, as well as veteran dungeons, which are, you know, four-person tuned PvE instanced dungeons for level 50s, uh, and that six of them will be in the game at ship. Now, the real excitement comes when he begins to describe adventure zones, and specifically Craglorn, the first adventure zone. And he says this, quote, Imagine a zone similar in setup to standard PvE zone, but tuned for a group of four. Follow a story or just go explore. Delves are instanced to your group. These are interior spaces where you'll always find a boss and a sky shard. There are events similar in mechanics to Dark Angers but with a different fiction and much more difficult. There are also story areas that are similar to very large group dungeons. Each has a quest grinding, excuse me, each has a quest guiding you through them. These can be replayed as much as you want. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. There are lots of little events, a full storyline and quest, more crafting opportunities and entries to the trials, our large group, veteran PvE content, end quote. Now, the awesome didn't stop there either. We've had finally found out what is meant when Sage spoke of, in quotes, trials a few weeks ago. And he says, and I quote, Trials are 12 people fighting through an increasingly difficult experience. A trial is instanced to your group of 12. There's a staging area where you can plan your attack and the trial itself, end quote. Oh, and he also managed to sneak in that the uh, that trials have a limited number of resurrections a player can experience. You need to be coordinated in order to get to, uh, in order to pass... You know, the, uh, the large group PvE got content. He also says, and I quote, Provided you do survive and make it to the end of the trial, your group might make it to the leaderboard. Trials have a running clock and mistakes, including deaths. And that can add time and penalty. Turn in a great time, however, and you might make it to the top of the leaderboard. If you fail, your group can restart and try again, end quote. So... Planning for content and new systems began a long time ago, and when discussing the future, Sage mentions that new systems will be added to both pre- and post-level 50 gameplay experiences. One idea on the table right now seems to be horse racing, but, you know, only time's going to tell with that one. So, with all of that stated, let's pick out point by point and give our thoughts here on endgame content. Starting with PvP, you've got Solo Duo... Small group, which is four-person, and then, of course, large group content. Now, Maury, you're our guest here, so we'll start with you. Um, regarding Elder Scrolls Online and, and PvP, do you have a whole lot to say that maybe you want to go into right now? Uh, I know it's epic. I mean, like, if you've 
you guys went to watch a lot of the streaming I've been done uh, because it was while you were um, taking part in the guild meeting. But um, you know, we had Morikyu and, and the peasant army or former army, like between twelve and twenty-five people, and we had a lot of fun in Cyrodiil trying to take keeps, trying to take resources, and finding out that. Um, the NPCs in Cyrodiil are pretty much overpowered right now. Um, at least in the beta, it seemed that way. I mean, like we were a team of ten and getting killed by three and stuff. So, I think they need some balance in there. But as for epicness and and just is is PvP worth trying in this game? I definitely say it is. Even if you're you know a single player purist, you know as as our dearly departed Shank would be. Um, <laughs> that. Uh, I think you you know you really should give it a try. You know if it's not if it's not for you after you've tried it, then that's fine. If you don't try it and say oh, I'm not a PvP player, I won't try it. I say you're really missing out. I mean we know that a lot of focus of, of you know at least on the early um, media and stuff that they will put out was about PvP. So we know this was what they got right. Mm. So I think you, you're doing yourself a dis- disservice not actually trying PvP. Uh, it is epic, it is a lot of fun, and I'm telling you that we, whoever we fight for, DC, Old Mary, because Ebonheart Pack won't win, but the Quest Gaming Network <laughs> Guild, we will conquer Cyrodiil in our um, campaign, and we probably won't um, crown a Varwin Emperor, because dude can't level, but uh, <laughs> I, I will lead the peasant army to victory hashtag so QGM def- peasant army vote for your faction uh, that's, that's all I got now now uh, regarding solo content okay we're, we're talking about sure you can get into a 1v1 out there in Cyrodiil but really we're, we're looking at questing questing and, and PVE content in Cyrodiil does absolutely exist in a large large way and uh, just because there's there's player versus player content going on, p- PvP battles going on out there doesn't mean you can't go out there and explore Cyrodiil. I mean, if you watched, um, you know, classic Elder Scrolls Night when we did our our sixty hour mega stream, that's exactly what I did. Was I I hopped on my Imperial horse and I just explored Cyrodiil and it was fantastic. Um, so you can do that. But really going away from that, you know, if you're if you're grouped up with somebody, can you you and that person be effective in PvP? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you can definitely uh, pick up pick up quests and go out there and, and use, you know, uh, and, and fight other players on the battlefield. Just you and, and your friend uh, Four person PvP content. It really is. You're looking at taking taking resources from mm-hmm. um from keeps and uh, a four person you know strike team can can do that and then of course your large group which is actually you know uh sieging those those keeps as well so dave um, they, they actually when we played this this the other time uh they actually had quests for each of these types of play styles and get you were rewarded for completing the each type of play style um, we had one for taking a keep. We had one for for taking over resources of a keep. Uh, we had one just straight up kill count. At least I picked them up. They were on these little messenger boards on either side of the entryway uh, when you actually get into the PvP starting area for Cyrodiil. 
what uh, I mean, have you have you experienced any um, any of the large group PvP content at all? Uh, largest one was when you, me, and Bradford took on that one uh, keep. Unfortunately, there were so many NPCs in the keep that we couldn't even get through it. Yeah, like they really need to tone down the amount of NPCs. I get it, you know put as many NPCs there as, as necessary to make it difficult, but there's a difference between difficult and, you know, being a stone wall that you just can't get over. Well, I mean, it is meant for 24 players about, so. Right. I mean, I get it that we were going in with a group of like, what, seven people against uh, a full-size keep. An army. <laughs> and you yeah. were level four, Dave. You, you were level four. Don't yeah, judge. That is true. Don't judge. That's absolutely true. Just the fact that we got that far in Cyrodiil like, says a lot. I, it doesn't matter if I was level four. I was balling. I was balling, son. <laughs> um, but uh, a quick note. Yeah. I, I do think they should remove that one uh, aspect. I mean, I really like Cyrodiil, but I feel that that one uh, thing is really holding it back. And what's that? PvP. <laughs> Like, they should just go ahead and remove it, and then we'll be good. Sure. <laughs> uh, I, I don't uh, I don't agree with that. I think, uh, <laughs> obviously, that's just silly. Um, all right. And then, and I guess, you know, real quick, Lou, we, we haven't heard from you in a while. Um, what, what, uh, what do you think on, on some of your experiences regarding the PvP? And, and obviously, collectively... You know, we're not a PvP group. We don't do a whole lot of it. So, so our our discussion on the PvP is obviously going to be going to be quite limited. So, Lou, All right. well, I I had a chance for a couple of days to go out there. Um, last time I played, it's actually just doing. I went in there just trying to see what I could do. Uh, I didn't pick up any of the PvP, any of the PvP quests because I actually wanted to try and do the PvE quests and see if I actually do it. And actually, yeah. and it went pretty well. Um, yeah, I got into a couple of fights here and there. Uh, obviously, had to pay attention because <laughs> I got killed gathering resources. But then after a point, I realized, you know what? I saw the chat, the general chat flying across with uh, you know, battle updates for uh, the faction I was on, which is the Almeria Dominion, saying you know who's doing what, who's going where. And I said to myself, you know what? I sense a lot of excitement going on in there. I'm just going to try it out. You know, what the heck? I'll just go in there. And... Uh, Went to a couple of keeps and just as a solo player, you know, I didn't join any groups. I actually had a ton of fun just going in there and just helping out when I could, uh, hitting the synergies when it, it popped up on my screen, yeah, and, and dropping things here and there. Like I would swap out between uh, my mage and DPS mode to healer mode. And it's actually quite. I was happy to see people actually hitting the uh, the synergies that I think I had. I was using blood altar. Okay, and I think there's that skill there where if other players see it, you know they can hit it and you know pop off that uh, that group heal or that AOE heal that it offers. So I did have a lot of fun doing that, and man, it was everything I expected to be. It was chaotic. Oh yeah, <laughs> chaotic, fast paced, unpredictable, but man, the rush. Oh, it's nuts, man. The adrenaline rush you get when you actually see players go down or NPCs go down or you actually see that wall, a door falling. It's like, yes! <laughs> we did it! I've, I've experienced 
every one of these aspects of, of Cyrodiil. I've solo quested on my own. I've grouped up with, with uh, one or two other guys and, and gone in there and, and done some exploration. I've done some, some uh, PVE content there. Um, I've grouped up with, with, you know, uh, a, a small group as well, four, five guys gone in, taken, taken those, um, those resources. I, uh, in the very beginning was, was, um, part of a, a very large, uh, raid group. And, and we did those, those sieges as well as I've, I've joined, uh, rage groups and, uh, gone in and sieged castles, taken keeps, um, and it's it's a tremendous amount of fun, you know. And like I say, I've always said this: I'm not a PvP guy. I just don't enjoy doing it as much as experiencing the story and exploring around. Um, but that being said, when when I do PvP, I believe it or not, I, I make a night out of it, and and unintentionally so. And it's a tremendous amount of fun. So um, that is definitely something that that will be at level fifty for you, but. Is that the only thing that's here? No, not even not even close. That that doesn't even scratch the surface as PvP. This is an Elder Scrolls game. And true to its word, as being an Elder Scrolls game, there is an unbelievable, a disgusting amount of PvE content. Um and it doesn't exist in just the leveling game alone. Once you hit 50, you have access to to solo questing like you have been doing as well as duo questing in veteran rank war zones, which is the, the level 50, uh, 50 plus and plus plus territories, your, your enemy faction territory. And then once you're done with that, you can go into the next one. Well, they're calling them veteran, veteran rank zones. Uh, and then of course you've got veteran dungeons, which are repeatable. They're, they're four person instanced dungeons. They have their own achievements, their own storyline, and they're going to have six of them at launch. So you've got one huge enemy faction territory out of two that you're going to jump into. And then once you're done with that, you jump into the second one. And when we talk about a territory, you're talking about all of the Daggerfall Covenant or all of the Aldmeri Dominion or all of the Ebon Hard Pact and all of their territories. That is what we're talking about, not just, you know, Glenumbra. So that's huge, a tremendous amount of questing right there. Uh, and then, of course, the veteran dungeons, like I said, four person, six of them at launch. Uh, then you've got this thing, which is really what the, the most exciting thing about this, this uh, letter from Paul Sage is, is, is all about adventure zones. Full sized zone content, a huge freaking zone tuned to four level 50 players. That is unbelievably epic. That is an unprecedented thing. In well, I don't know, guys. Check me on that. Is that unprecedented regarding MMOs? I've never experienced anything like that before. Uh, could you call that final area? Well, not the final area because they they added a, a, a expansion. But remember when they added that whole dark sector area for Swotor? Did it have dungeons in it? I don't know. It didn't, did it? Because you queued dungeons from your your home port. I mean, in my gaming experience, the closest thing I've seen to that is um, uh, Angmar in Lotro. Basically, everything's like a 26,000k elite, which is like revolved around basically um, fellowship size. So that's six man. But 
<clears throat> as for the dungeons and stuff like that, it's not um, it's it's not close to to Lotro, but that's the closest I've seen for outside world kind of content. Well, without being dramatic, it's it's tremendous, and um, it's it's the biggest that I've seen in in my experience. I've I've played a lot of MMOs as well. That's what she said. So hey. so you've got that all right uh adventure zones full size zone content tuned to four players the whole place the whole freaking zone four people walk in otherwise you get face rolled it has bosses it has sky shards it's got its own dark anchors it has its own storyline plus new crafting opportunities as well and then of course trials We'll get into that in just a second. Mori, Adventure Zones. Just the baseline Adventure Zone. What's your opinion? Yes, please. And <laughs> okay, if it's not going to be ready at launch, make sure it works. Make sure it works tremendously. It has to work bang on. Otherwise, I think <clears throat> you may lose people. Because if, if people are saying, oh, there's no end content at the end, and then they get that, and then it doesn't work, people will leave. But I think it's going to be epic. Is um, Ro- I, I can't wait to do it. It is Robin in the chat room. Hopefully I'm saying your name right, sir. I, I apologize if I'm not, sir or madam. Um, it's saying, Avarwin, do you think Tamriel is bigger than Vanilla WoW? For that, I'm going to go over to, to Lou on that one. Hmm. Tamriel as it is now in ESO. Wow. I would say... It's probably close because Vanilla Wild did have some really, really huge zones. <laughs> what do you yeah, think? Yeah, there were some that were locked in the beginning. It's true. That they added through patches. I mean, pretty much the entire North Peninsula of uh, Eastern Kingdoms was locked. The sm- a small bit of the southern part of the Eastern Kingdoms was locked. If I'm remembering right. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to get back. Wait, where's the the dark portal? Is that Kalimdor? Um, hold on a second. I just happen to have my old paper map of uh, World of Warcraft. It's in the Blasted Lands. Right here. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Uh, from 2004. That's a relic. Mm-hmm. So, um... Do I do I think it's bigger? Yeah, I do. I think I think one faction is is probably about the size as one of these continents. All right. I think you're getting this and probably like one extra continent out of this. That would be my guess. I don't know. If I if I had to make a guess, I would compare it to uh, Burning Crusade, wow, with the amount of content and area. Okay. Just because I'm comparing, you know, one entire continent to one entire uh, storyline, and then 50 plus being the second, 50 plus plus being the third, comparing the third to uh, Outland. And then I'd say any of the other areas compared to any of the other extra little dots of land. All right. 
Uh, so it's huge. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you definitely are are getting a, a a lot of area to cover. All that, all that goodness, and all the quests that are in there, all the things that happen. Yeah, you're definitely seeing something that's that's big. Yeah, you'll be there for a while. Let's put it that way. <laughs> now, now uh, again, on on to adventure zones. All right, Dave. What what do mm-hmm. you uh, what's your opinion? Um, real quick before before I talk about that, didn't WoW release with five hundred quests? I don't know, did it? Something like that. I thought. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, it was it was tiny. They added a bunch of content right away. Anyway, mm-hmm. adventure zones. Yeah, I I really like the thought of working together with a team to conquer a large uh, raid. And that's basically how I'm, I look at it is just, it's a large raid. I remember doing, uh, ice cream Citadel where you, where you go fight, uh, the evil Arthas as the, the witch queen. And that was a amazing raid. Just the amount of content that was in that one raid going through the different basically levels of the raid all the way up to the top where you fight the Frost Queen. And she's really mean. And and I remember – I still have that picture on my computer of the first time I took her down uh, with my raid team. And it was it was a m- miraculous moment. That was back when I was playing Dean Force, my mage. And all I can think about now is – I want that same feeling when I walk into ESO's adventure zones. I want that feeling of, all right, guys, we have this huge raid in front of us and we need to dismantle it piece by piece to bring it to its knees. That's the feeling I want when I, when I look at this and, and the thought of being able to go to any part of it to conquer it bit by bit. Oh, that makes my, uh, my naughty bits just tingle with excitement. <laughs> what do you think, Lou? What's what's your opinion? Adventure zones, full zone content. All right, huge freaking zones. It's not a raid. It's a giant zone. Okay, four players get in there, grouped up. They've got bosses, sky shards, dark anchors, its own storyline, new crafting opportunities, and then of course the trials. Personally, I think it's gaming genius because you are offering. A small group of players, all that at their fingertips. You're letting them say, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, we've seen what previous MMOs with their five-man instance content. We're going to give you this. So it's basically all that plus a hell of a lot more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and just the various challenges that are presented within them. I mean, in other games, we would expect to see maybe one or two of these things at a time." You know, you know, we got a queue up for this. Do just this part of the content. No, Zoss is saying no. You're going to get all that in one shot. Can you beat it? There's a gauntlet. <laughs> can you do it? You know, especially with the add-on of the trials. You know, can you beat those times? Can you beat those bosses? Can you beat those those mechanics that they're putting in there? Sure. Um, I think it's wonderful. You know, and the fact that yeah, that's one thing that's going to drive people to go in there and say, you know, I got to try this out because. This is their challenge to us, saying, yeah, you're going to have fun on the journey, getting to 50, and when you get there, this is what's waiting for you. you know, and on top of that, the 50-plus version of it. And the 50-plus-plus plus version of it is just out there. You know, I foresee Dave losing hours of sleep just trying to do one of them. Going, I, 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 
right, guys, yeah. where we went wrong? This is where we went wrong. All right, we got to do yeah. this, this, and this. We you, tried that. No, that didn't work. <laughs> you should have seen Monovan and I playing Diablo today. We had one boss that we just couldn't get past. We probably threw dead bodies at it, I don't know, ten times <laughs> before we were just like, I hate this guy, and walked away. Uh, well, Adventure Zones, I think, is is a very uh, – it's a great example of of what rating can look like in an Elder Scrolls game. Um, it's just it's – it's, I think it's a very unique and interesting idea, and I'm really looking forward to getting into them. Uh, you know, you get, you get your, your strike team of four. You know, you run in there, and you, you experience a whole new quest that's unique to that area. Um, it's extremely difficult. You've got to be core. You got to coordinate. You got to got. You have to know what you're doing, and it breaks up the monotony of just questing all the time. And I, I really like that. And it's something that you and your friends can really get behind. Can really work toward. You know, you come home from uh, you know a hard day at work, and, and guess what? You know what? Let me unwind in front of my computer with my friends, and we're all on the same page here. We're all level fifty. And let's let's get through more of that of that adventure zone, and then uh, at some point um, we'll uh, group up with with some more guys, and then take on the trials. Now the trials, you need twelve people. They're time paid. They are time based, and it's a gauntlet. All right, your team fights through an increasingly difficult experience, and you have a limited number of resurrections before um, you automatically fail the the trial. Now, the better your team does, the better chance you have at making uh, the the leaderboard. So there there are leaderboards. I think that's a very interesting thing to have attached to your PVE content. Usually, leaderboards are just a PVP thing. Uh, let's go. Let's go on back to Mori now. Trials. What's your What's your opinion on on how they're handling these trials and and how they're attached to adventure zones? I think it's it's definitely interesting. Like, I really like the idea of the limited resurrections because you know people could complete raids like beforehand but like you know just really efficient at resin whereas this case you know if you have too many deaths you have to start the whole thing all over again and um that that you know, it's going to really bring some challenging gameplay um to raiding which i think i think this is kind of a good refreshing of of the of the term raid uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's something that you know people wanted in games. Maybe you know, you know, we've got the old the old MMOs who are really carrying on with the tried and true method, and, and like to me, this seems really new and innovative. I mean, I could be wrong with that, but well, it definitely seems um, pretty pr- a pretty solid idea. And I just like going back to Adventure Zones. We said on, on Classic Elder Scrolls last week that the biggest character in Elder Scrolls games is the location. And it's like Zoss is saying, okay, can you beat Craglorn? And that's the location. Mm. That's, the main, that's the main part of it, can you beat Craglorn? And I think that's that's something that the real hardcore PVEers are going to relish. And... Um, if it works, I think it's going to be a massive selling point alongside with the PvP of this game. Yeah, you definitely hit on a very interesting topic there. You know, it seems like now obviously there are going to be bosses inside Craglorn and and the trials as well. Um, 
but it, it is definitely true to say that when you when you and your your other three friends group up in a party of four and you take on uh Craglorn as as a zone that really is the ultimate boss is the area you're 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 fighting the denizens and the location itself as you adventure your way all the way through there experiencing the story guess what folks the boss really is Craglorn itself it is the location and how how more true to an Elder Scrolls game can you possibly be? It's fantastic, and you're right. I think I, I, you're right when you said that that basically uh, the fans of, of of PVE and Elder Scrolls fans are going to eat that up. Uh, Dave, trials, your opinion. This isn't a new thing. Limiting how many times you can resurrect during a raid encounter. This is not new whatsoever. World of Warcraft was the first, to my knowledge, I'm sure there were ones before, but it's the first, to my knowledge, to put a limit on how many times a character can hand out a resurrection during battle. It's also the first one, to my knowledge, to do a shared resurrection system where only so many revives can be issued during a battle. It's not new. The... Uh, I'm not sure if did, did was this adventure zones. I believe it's there's only only so many resurrections throughout the entire adventure zone. No, he right? he said specifically per battle. He he said specifically in trials. When you do the trial, right. it's time based and okay. You, so it's only during the trial. Yeah, that scared me. Okay, and that's <laughs> that's that's better. So it's just the the big raid thing. Okay, that's still kind of rough though. That's still kind of rough. Yeah, um, well, I mean, you sort of have to pull your head out of your butt and say, right, like, and, all right, guys, here we are. We're in the trial now. You know, let's not screw this up. We're we're trying for the leaderboard. You know, be on your game. Right. And anyone who's rated knows that there's always that one guy. There's always that one guy <laughs> who is the nicest guy in the world, always brings stuff for everybody else, always helps out. He's, you know, really good at playing his class Except 90% of the time, playing his class includes laying on the floor dead. <laughs> Eating dirt. <laughs> Everyone who's raided knows that guy. There, there's always that one guy. There's always that guy. Yeah. I mean, I every I raided in Rift, there was that guy. I raided in WoW, there was that guy. I raided in Swotor, there was that guy. There's always that one guy. If you're on my a few times, it was me. If you're on my raid team in Rift and in World of Warcraft... I, I was that guy. <laughs> right. There, there's always that one guy. And unfortunately, you're going to find out who that is this way. This makes it a bit more apparent than others. I know in, when they made the changes to Resurrection in, in WoW, it was vastly more apparent than before. This way, you're going to see who the weak links are. And, and while they, that doesn't mean they're bad at playing their class, it means they're bad at staying alive. Survival is a big part of ESO, and honestly, I commend them for sticking with this thought process. This is this is ESO. I mean, it's part of it. Survival is part of it. So you're going to have to find out the weak links of your party and either, you know, help them out or – it's horrible to say this. You're, you may have to ask them to step aside for someone who can stay alive even if they're putting out less damage. God, that makes me sound horrible. 
don't do that. No. Help <laughs> That's them. not an good, at least. That's a tough No, be, be nice to your peoples. Be nice. Be nice to them. <laughs> You're a monster. I know. Don't Yay. don't be don't be that guy that kicks out <laughs> that guy. Don't don't be that guy. Lou, trials. Oh, I think trials are gonna be a wonderful experience. Uh, I mean, it's there. They, I think it's one of their, they're often one of the best challenges that they have to offer. And the fact they have the leaderboards attached to it, man, that's incentive. That's <laughs> incentive for a lot of people to try out and just, you know, because what is it? It's a nice rush to see your name, your group, you know, the group, your name in there. So yeah, we, we beat this. <laughs> um, not only, I guess, you know, players get a sense of pride out of that, but I guess it's just a tone for the level of competition. You know, on the server, the CEO who who can be the best at running these trials, and the fact they place these limitations on there, which is great because I think a lot of new MMOs have gotten away from, I guess, putting the penalties for failing on there on the player. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's gotten to the point where I think it's some ready some content is just too easy because they don't put any any restrictions saying you know what you can't. You cannot do this. You know, you have a certain amount of time. Like you only had three chances to res the entire time during the trial. And I'm just waiting for people to say, "Oh my God, that's not fair. It's just not enough." Well, you know what? That's the challenge right there, isn't it? They said you only had three times to do it. Either get better, <laughs> or you know, skip it for now until you yeah. reach the point to where you can do it. Because that's that a could- game mechanic, and it's a challenge. And guess what? If you see names up there on the leaderboard, that means other people can do it. You know, it's just that it's don't call it. It's not fair. It's no, you haven't reached the level yet to where you can do it. You know, so get better or avoid it for now. Yeah. Oh, but but Lou, those are the people that are using those horrible, horrible mods. Oh, oh no, no, no. no. <laughs> well, let's put it this way: um, if if the game devs can beat it without mods, or beta testers can beat it without mods, then I don't know where the excuse comes from because it's it's been built from the ground up to be defeated without the use of mods to begin with. Right, right. So let me just say, there's a, a guild in Rift that is one of the top ranked raiding guilds in Rift. Mm-hmm. They refuse to use any voice communication. Well, isn't that because they're all deaf? They're either all deaf or mute. Right, and and no, and they can't use voice communication, but they're still they work around it, and they play the game for what it is. Right, and you and, know what? I'm sorry, Dave. Go ahead. No, that I was just saying that that speaks exactly to your point. Play the game for what it is, and it can be done. I mean, you don't necessarily. I mean, I'm old schooler MMO. You know, back in EQ one, where you know, VoIP was brand new. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Team Speak one. Okay. Oh, yeah. bring it, bring it, or, no, back then it was almost just TeamSpeak. <laughs> All right, it was, it was a foreign concept. And trust me, you can raid without voice communication. It's called, you know, having the willpower and the preparation to write the macros you need to write, jump into, into raid chat, and for people to actually pay the F attention to what's going on. You know, to watch the screen, watch what's going on, and read the chat box at the same time, okay? And be able to do what you have to do in your class to participate. Yeah. So it can be done. Yeah, uh, it can be done. But it's it's far more entertaining, too, to be able to talk to your team and, and a lot – it's it's a lot more efficient as well. Right, right. I mean, yeah, it is more efficient, but, you know, the fact that people say, oh, it's absolutely necessary. Well, all right, as Dave just said, 
you have people who are deaf who can do it, <laughs> or you yeah. have people who don't have access to it. They can still keep, they can still beat it too. Right, but no, no one here is is obviously suggesting that you know you're a far better player if you if you don't uh, use that's, a voiceover. We're we're not talking about we're talking about that's like, trials. That's like saying that you need add-ons to play Skyrim. Skyrim's bestseller was on the 360, wasn't it? Uh, yes, that is true. It was. Like, it, it's mainly not a game that you use add-ons for. Right. Uh, so, so uh, Trials, Lou, uh, is there anything else? Wow, I can't wait to try it out myself, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, regarding Trials, I, I think the, the, more, the most interesting part here for me is a that it's a it's a time based thing, uh, which is always a lot of fun. Adds a, a certain factor to it when you know you can't just sort of hang back and be like, "Hey guys, uh, bio break," and then you're sitting around for you know a half hour just watching your night waste away, and you got to work early in the morning. He comes back, "Oh, sorry, I want to get some Twinkies too." You know, like it's nice to know that y- you've got a certain set time here. Hurry, hurry up, let's do this. Everyone's got to be on the ball because. When I jump in and you all zone in with me, it's go time. And then on top of it, you've got the leaderboard, which is usually a PvP thing. And I, I find it very interesting. And I'm wondering what kind of dynamic it's going to bring to the game as a as a as a PVE, uh, almost like its own tiny little PVE reward. So it's very interesting, and I'm I'm really looking forward to trials um, and adventure zones. On oh man, whew. Mm. Good times. They are waiting for us. All right. Well, uh, Elder Scrolls Online is launching officially um, very, very soon. Obviously, it's it's uh, next next Thursday for us here in the Eastern Time Zone, seven p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. And if that sounds a little off to you, well, that's okay uh, because we're going to break down exactly. When Elder Scrolls Online is going to launch for you in your region, even if you have five-day, three-day access or the official launch. Ready, guys? I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not, not ready. ready. Okay, I'm good. Good. <laughs> My eyes! Right, bio break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, North America. Five-day early access starts Sunday. March 30th at 7 a.m. Eastern. I'll be at work. That's when our guilds go in live. There you go. And, uh, yeah, when exactly does voting on on our uh, faction end? To give me a little bit of lead time, leeway, uh, it's going to be midnight 01, Sunday morning. Okay. Sunday morning, midnight 01. So, really, Mm -hmm. Thursday night. Uh, Thursday night. Saturday night. Yeah. Well, it'll be 11 01 my time Thursday night. Uh, because it's going to be midnight oh one uh, Eastern. So uh, let's see. So North America five day early access starts Sunday, March thirtieth at seven a.m. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Monster trucks. Uh, three day early access in North America begins Tuesday, April first at seven a.m. And then the game launches officially Thursday, April third. At 7 p.m. Eastern. It's a, it, you know why they picked that exact day and time, right? Yeah, because they wanted to screw with our show. <laughs> no, they wanted our show to be ESO awesome. Yeah. 
It is. I don't know about that, but <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to be ESO awesome. It is going to be ESO awesome. By the way, we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, we, we hey, we're going to take the opportunity. It presented itself, and we're going to grab it. So the exact second we go live is the exact second they go live. Like really, come on, guys. Bingo. Uh, UK five day early access begins Sunday, March thirtieth at twelve p.m. West. Three-day early access begins Tuesday, April 1st, 12 p.m. West. And the official launch is Thursday, April 4th at 12 a.m. West. Question. Yeah. What the hell is West? Well, why don't you tell us? I've I've no idea. Shouldn't it be GMT? GMT? Yeah, Greenwich time, (laughs) not West. I don't don't know what that is. I'm not sure either. It's uh, it's a UK thing, like like the... the metric no. system, no one here really knows. You know, no, just, no, no, no one over here knows what West is. If we anyone just, in chat knows what West is, but I think if Arwen made that up. We just parrot. If Arwen, don't listen to him. He weighs it. things to find out how much it costs. <laughs> it costs this many pounds. No, it doesn't. It weighs this many pounds. Jesus. Well, Dave, your mom would be expensive, then. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> oh. Singer. <laughs> uh, Central Europe, five-day early access begins Sunday, March 30th at 1 p.m. Uh, CEST. Maury, what, what does CEST mean? Why don't you tell us? Was that Central Europe Standard Time? You are correct. Oh, there we go. See? See, I figured that out all by myself. They use the euro as well. They don't. They don't weigh their money, Dave. <laughs> Three-day early access for Central Europe begins Tuesday, April first at one p.m. CEST, and the official launch again is on Thursday, April fourth at one a.m. CEST. Sydney and Australia, your five-day early access is going to start Sunday, March thirtieth at ten p.m. A E D T. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna assume that means Australian Eastern Daylight Time. I don't know. Quick, where are the Aussies in chat? Speak up! Speak up, Aussies! <laughs> Quick! They're all like, Just oh, we're we're in bed right now. <laughs> no, they're going up for work now. Uh, Three day early access for Sydney and Australia begins Tuesday, April first at 10 p.m. A E D T. And the official launch is Thursday, April 4th at 10 a.m. AEDT. Singapore, your five-day early access starts Sunday, March 30th at 7 p.m. SGT. So that'd be, uh, I guess, uh, Singapore general time. (laughs) Uh, That's Stargate. Sergeant. 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 Sunday, March 30th, 7 p.m. Sergeant. (laughs) (laughs) Three-day early access for Singapore begins Tuesday, April 1st, 7 p.m., Sergeant. And the official launch is Thursday, April 4th, 7 a.m., Sergeant. We've totally um, <laughs> pushed away our zero Singapore fans. Well, right. good, well good job, guys. Thanks. Good job. Yeah, you've just offended both of them. <laughs> I, I think it's that would be the negative numbers. Yeah, we can't below negative numbers now. I know we have like at least four people in the Australia realm, so hello to those four. We love you. Hello, hello, um, Aussies. But you know, 
you, you probably should donate because it costs you a lot more. So to that, to like you're donating a lot more because your money's not real. So, um, Maury, uh, while while talking about donations, uh, maybe you can uh, explain to to uh, some people out there about uh, audibletrial.com slash network and That's and, how you segue. Thank God. You are very welcome, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, uh, I can definitely talk about Audible. Yeah. Audible.com. Download your free book at audibletrial.com, Quest Gaming Network, and you'll receive a special 30-day trial and a free book. That's amazing. Like, I did that, but sadly, I couldn't actually get this book that we recommend, and that is The Infernal City How come by you Greg get Keys, it? because it's uh, region-locked, and I couldn't download it. Oh. What? Yeah. Oh, so- yeah. And I was like, really? I, I just signed up for your free trial? Uh, through audibletrial.com Quest Gaming Network. Now you know how I feel when I'm trying to watch exclusive uh, uh, Doctor Who content with that stupid BBC iPlayer that won't freaking work around here. Have you well, tried changing your nation code? Oh, right. I forgot. Y'all aren't as awesome as I am. Alright, Dave. You'll have to show me that later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we here at Elder Scrolls off the record definitely recommend The Infernal City by Greg Keyes and then book two Lord of Souls, which is set 40 years after the Oblivion crashes. And again, that is audibletrial.com, Quest Gaming Network. Get a free book to listen to after you have listened to this awesome show that I'm really carrying tonight. So you're all very welcome. Yeah, thank you very much, Maury, for carrying us um, by by entertaining all of our listeners. (laughs) Yes. Um... Big thanks to audibletrial.com slash Network for sponsoring our show in part today. Of course, like Maury said, you get a 30-day free trial if you sign up at that link, audibletrial.com slash Network. Uh, obviously, you're an Elder Scrolls fan, but, you know, they've got a whole lot more over there, too. I mean, it's, it's um, you know, on, on, on Star Wars, uh, on SWOTOR Reforged, you know, we, we always recommend all of the Star Wars books. You know, if you're a big Star Wars fan, you can't go wrong with some of those books either. Great stuff. Um especially when you got a long drive. So audibletrial.com slash network. Get your free book today. Yeah, get the Elder Scrolls book and everybody listen to Star Wars books. Just saying. <laughs> oh, no. I can just hear Fred screaming in my ear right now. <laughs> I know. Somewhere, Fred's like, I feel a disturbance in the force. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Well, Guess he'll just have to kill me in game. Here's one of those follower mods. Here's our prep guide for ESO. Some common questions answered. Uh, common questions about how you can experience a smooth launch at Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, as asked by, as asked and answered by Papa Brisket, Dave. Oh no, you need to read the questions before you get an answer from Papa Brisket. That's how this rolls. So, so Papa Brisket, do I need to delete the beta client and download a new client for launch? Papa Brisket, do I need to... I didn't hear a sir at the end of that, so you're not oh. getting an answer. Oh, all right. Well, excuse me, sir. Uh, do I need to delete the beta client and download a new client for launch, sir? No, you do not. <laughs> it's Colonel Papa Brisket now. Southern Colonel. Colonel. Southern Colonel Papa Brisket. Southern, now, see Southern here. Uh, but, sir, Papa Brisket, sir, uh, wh- when can I sta- start downloading the game client? Why 
you will feel obliged to start downloading actually as as soon as you choose though the game client will unlock Thursday March 22nd sorry 27th very good it's hard to read I, I don't have a formal education I, I was taught by my mother and father two wolves in the backwoods of Georgia now see here I have to uh you still sound terrible. You still sound English. You still sound English. You still sound. How nah, do you do that? Now nah, see, here, <laughs> you still sound. I English. have to disagree with uh, what y'all are saying about. <laughs> oh, my don't family. say y'all. Don't ever say y'all. <laughs> he says an English tourist lost in Georgia. <laughs> it's like he's wearing. It's like he's wearing. It's like he's wearing overalls and drinking. Uh, you know, drinking uh, Earl Grey tea at the same time. <laughs> But I don't use a spoon to stir my tea, boy. We should just send it to North Carolina, see how it fares there. (laughs) Uh, North Carolina, where all your brothers and your sisters. Papa Brisket, will I keep my character, benefits, and account from the beta, sir? (laughs) No, child. No, you will not. I I feel this is an unfortunate event, but it it shall not come to pass. (laughs) It shall not pass. It shall not pass. (laughs) Uh, Papa Brisket, I participated in the ESO beta. Do I get anything special for my participation? Now, y'all know they're putting a monkey in your mailbox. (laughs) (laughs) You mean to say I get a monkey in my mailbox? I I feel this is very uncouth, but they'll place a monkey within your mailbox. (laughs) Really? Sorry, it's very fun for me. <laughs> you should put the bodar in there. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, am I able to get the Explorers Pack after April fourth, two thousand fourteen? Papa Brisket. Unfortunately, no. This this also shall be discontinued and shall not be reconciled in any other way other than pre-ordering. First Jesus. <laughs> Really, I, I do the, the southern preacher voice. That's that's Papa Brisket now. Uh, Papa Brisket, can I upgrade to the Imperial Edition after April 4th, 2014? Why, why, yes. Should you feel so inclined, you can go on the ESO store and upgrade your account. Okay. Get out. <laughs> and Papa Brisket, sir, if I, if I buy... ESO for Xbox One or PlayStation 4 and and also for the PC. Do I have to pay two subscription fees? Why yes you do, but remember, you do not have to pay for a the PS4 internet connection fee, but you still have to pay for the Xbox One gold sub on top of your ESO sub. So in summation, you will need to go through and pay for each one individually to be able to catch them all. <laughs> Wrong soundbite. You're supposed to play the, the pokey, pokeball. <laughs> oh, right, right. Hold on. <laughs> Sandy. Okay, the, the moment's over. You ruined it. You ru- played the wrong... <laughs> Monkey in a mailbox. 
It's more fun than a monkey in your mailbox, folks. You get a monkey, and it's in your mailbox. <laughs> Where's the monkey? It's in your mailbox. Oh, where's my mailbox? With your monkey. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole show, I couldn't wait for that. <laughs> monkey in the mailbox. Monkey in the mailbox. You got a monkey. Where's it going to be at? In your mailbox. Well, uh, speaking of Elder Scrolls Online, uh, we've got our plans for launch, uh, pretty much drawing together and uh, we've got some really awesome stuff that that we wanted to uh talk to you guys about now uh as you know obviously we started with skyrim off the record we became elder scrolls off the record when elder scrolls online was announced during e3 2012 this is the moment that we've been preparing for for almost two years guys the launch of elder scrolls online and we're not going to let this opportunity slip us by dave Actually, no. I'm sorry, Lou. We haven't heard from you in a while. Lou, why don't you tell why don't you tell uh, the, the folks what what exactly we've got going on? All right, folks. Like Barwin just said, this is the moment we've been preparing for. Quest Gaming Networks, Elder Scrolls off the record. We're going to be hosting a 48 hour live stream. Yes, 48 hour live stream from Thursday, April 3rd, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. All the way through to Saturday, April 5th, till 7 p.m. Eastern, on our Twitch channel, Twitch TV, Quest Gaming Network. And we're going to kick it off, counting down the last minute before the official launch of Elder Scrolls Online at 6.59 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday, April 3rd. We then, from in-game, are going to record episode 105 of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. So... Uh, just to just to throw that back out, all right. We are hosting a forty-eight hour mega live stream event, uh, beginning Thursday, April third at seven p.m. to Saturday, April fifth to seven p.m. on our channel, which is Twitch.tv/slash Quest Gaming Network. Now, everything is all going to start two whole days, almost. Um, we're <laughs> we're going to kick everything off one minute before. The, the servers open up the official launch of the servers one minute beforehand and we're gonna we're gonna count down the uh, the last seconds and then once the the uh, the game officially launches we're gonna jump into game and record episode 105 of Elder Scrolls off the record while playing Elder Scrolls online and live streaming it Lou please continue thank you sir and during this 48-hour streaming event, guess what we're doing, folks? <laughs> Using adult diapers. <laughs> hold on. No, no, no. Wait, hold on. Let, That's given. Let this sink in for just a second. During the 48-hour stream. Wait for it. Wait for it. We will be giving away a digital copy of Skyrim, the legendary edition as donated by our friend Dan Parsons. But, but wait, there's more. <laughs> That's not all. Oh, yes, it gets better, folks. We're also giving away not one, not three. No, not three. Not three. No. Stay with us, folks. But five. Yes, five. Five. Cinq, cinco pre-ordered digital Imperial editions of Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, yeah. What you talking about, fool? 
the accounts are already activated, and these will be one of the few copies left that can create any race in any faction ever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh, Wait, there's more. <laughs> there's more to come, of course. Yeah. Um, we, we had said that we were going we're, we're to give away T-shirts. Uh, the unfortunate part about that is it's extremely expensive. It was going to cost about $1,000 for us just to get the T-shirts, ship them to us, and then we were going to order like – we were going to give – the idea was to give out one T-shirt every hour that we were doing the stream. So we were ordering 50 T-shirts, and we were going to uh, Zazzle and um, Cafe Press. It was ridiculously – expensive and then of course we would have to pay for shipping to ship them to you know 50 different people worldwide mm-hmm. um and getting me there to use the big air launcher gun to shoot it at them right which is That's epic in and of awesome. itself but it actually cost us far less and it's it's so much cooler to get you know instead of some crappy t-shirt from a bunch of idiots <laughs> To get, you know, the, the digital Imperial edition, which is going to be, you know, one of the the last few remaining that are going to have the Explorers pack, which allows you to uh, create any race in any alliance. We thought that would be a, a far better idea to do that than to give away a, a whole bunch of, you know, stupid T-shirts that, you know, you might wear a couple of times and then, you know, uh, afraid to, to wear it outside. <laughs> Uh, so that was the thinking, and, and hopefully you all agree. And if we can find like a better way to maybe give out some T-shirts, like we'll we'll do that too. But um, right now, this is this is what we've got going on. So, um, forty-eight hour live stream event. We're gonna count down, New York City style, counting down as if it were the new year. The last couple of seconds until the launch of Elder Scrolls Online. Then we're going to host episode 105 from from the uh, from inside Elder Scrolls Online. We're going to be playing and streaming at the same time. Um, and then, of course, we're giving away a a, a digital copy of Skyrim Legendary Edition, uh, donated by our friend Dan- Daniel Parsons, as well as five pre-ordered digital Imperial editions of the Elder Scrolls Online during that 48-hour stream. Uh, now we, we've got everything, all, all the logistics are taken care of with that. The accounts are activated. Um, we paid for in full. So you, you will have those, those five editions, right? Uh, we'll be giving those away. You will have the Explorers pack that comes with it. Not to mention when we bought these five, uh, digital editions, we also bought you your, your first month. Uh, it comes with that 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 thirty days free, that first month free of of access. So uh, you're getting all of that. Um, it's a tremendous value, of course. And uh, you know, we we bought five of them, so we'll be giving them away pretty steadily. Chat room's going pretty crazy right now. <laughs> really excited. So whose you're ball welcome. are you dropping, Avarwin? Thanks. <laughs> So are you guys excited for this? Oh my god! Oh my god, dude! It's gonna be crazy. Snacking <clears throat> snacks have to be bought. I remember these have to be prepared. <laughs> how long we've been at this? I remember back when we had an episode just of us talking. What we would do if we were to put together an Elder Scrolls MMO, mm-hmm. and then hearing it announced. 
then going to play it for the first time, then hearing all the changes, get invited into betas. Up to this point, it's surreal. I mean, we've we've lived f- through the entirety of this announcement up to the point where now we're actually going to see it live and be able to share it with all the people who've listened to us. This is awesome. It it is. It really is. It's um it's it's almost hard to believe that that we're at we're so close. You know, we're just days away from early access here. And uh of course we're we're you know uh just days away. A week away. One week right now. We will be playing Elder Scrolls Online. The the game, the launch of it, the actual intended launch of that game. We're going to be playing it right now. Now, I got to throw this out there too. All right. Everyone here has been working unbelievably hard on getting just, how do I put it? I mean, just everyone here in all the different departments that we have here at Quest Gaming Network, everyone, I, I got to, I got to hand it off to everybody. You have performed admirably. It has been difficult. It has been hard. Um, it has been stressful. There's been times when, when, um, you know, we've, we've had, um, spats with each other and then we've we've come together back together as as a team um trying to put together all of the news that's been coming out all of the uh technologies in place to make sure that we we can at the launch of this game have as much exposure as we as we possibly can on all of the different media outlets that that we are attempting to gain exposure in we have strategized, theorized, uh, overcome obstacles, and at the end of all things, when Elder Scrolls Online launches for us, um, it's if it if this launch comes off as well as I think it will, it's going to be because of everyone's effort here at at QGN. Um, certainly, everyone on this call as well, and all of the fans that that we have in our in our chat room now and, and listening either on YouTube and, and um, on the podcast. This has been the one event that we've been waiting for for two years. And when it happens, um, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a huge sigh of relief. Everyone here is going to be just elated. And I couldn't think of any better way than to really, uh, you know, ha- to really do it, give it its, its, its good, um, its, its earned minute, uh, than giving everyone a, another mega stream, which is going to be tiring, of course, but we're going to do it again. And uh, those... Um, I think giving away those games are going to be a lot of fun for everybody. Um, so, I mean, this is this is fantastic. We've got more to come, of course. This isn't just it. We, we're trying to come up with more ideas, of course. And uh, Monday, we're going to have a press release um, on ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com and QuestGamingNetwork.com talking about all the things that that we're going to uh, be, be presenting on that 48-hour mega stream. Oh, you're borrowing by May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. From the chat is asking a question. So is Classic Elder Scrolls Night canceled for next week, or will the stream just switch over for that time? Oh no, no, it's not canceled. Um, we want to. Everyone has been asking us to do a Classic Elder Scrolls Night, much in the same way we did during our our um, sixty hour mega stream event. Oh, the comparison. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now we're not going back in a Cyrodiil, um, simply because a we've already done that and. Um, that would make for a terrible show, but well, maybe not really. If we went to different locations, it wouldn't be bad. Um, but we've already been there. But uh, we've got a lot of 
requests to um, to go to Skyrim. We're going to try our damnedest to get ourselves into Skyrim for Classic Elder Scrolls Night. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But that's the idea right now. Um, but certainly we will do another comparison. <laughs> and uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> you know what, folks? And, you know, believe it or not, if we go back to Skyrim, Yvonne will find that river. <laughs> and he will find that woman's body in the river. No, that that part that's in uh in in uh white run. Yeah, that's <laughs> not included in ESO yeah. yet. 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 Keyword is yet. <laughs> Maury, what do you think about uh our launch plans? They're really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like we, we've we worked hours on this. How is it? Oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we're going to knock it out of the water like we did with the 60-hour stream. It was a hard work, um, but we, we pulled through, and this one's shorter, but it's going to be even more epic with those five giveaways. Six giveaways if you include Legendary Skyrim, which mm-hmm. which is great. I mean, Legendary Skyrim is awesome. So it's the version I have, as well as the anthology. Um, and it, it's just going to be fun again, getting together with all the guys at QGN, having a laugh. Hopefully, people are just going to listen to us in the background if, if, if they're already in the game um, and classic Elder Scrolls Night it's going to be um, interesting especially to see um, if we can pull that off I think it'll be uh, another great part of that show that, that me and you have been working really hard on to pull together and Dave's been there to mess it up a couple of times but <laughs> classic Elder Scrolls has been good Um Really excited that people and some people are asking in chat what we're doing for um, early access. I don't think we've got anything planned for that, as far as I'm aware. No, that's I'm dealing with crap before the before the actual release. It's it would be too mm-hmm. much to take on all the guild stuff and all the streaming stuff at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would assume that there will be streams going on. Though, I'm sure there will, but so yeah, just nothing confirmed and nothing set in stone for you guys. So, oh right. yeah, yeah. No, we we will be we'll be hit or yeah, it's going to be hit or miss with us on on early access. Yes, we're going to stream, um, but when it comes to doing an event, you know the the one thing the one thing that I really want to impress um, on people is, you know, this show has always tried to be um, as as open to the uh, to every Elder Scrolls fan as possible. That's why we, we speak agnostic of platform as best as we possibly can. Um, you know, we, we always do on Twitter the how many days are left. We do the countdown every single day. And we've always had, we've had the question come up, you know, are you going to do the same countdown when they announce the, the, um, the console launches? Yes, no. of course we are. We absolutely oh. will because we try to speak agnostic of platform here. We also try and... and you know, I always say this is an Elder Scrolls show. Sure, right now it's it's Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, it's it's been a hundred percent Elder Scrolls Online for like the last probably all the year so far. Um, but we're we are an Elder Scrolls show, and we're going to be talking about the new you know Elder Scrolls Six eventually when that comes out. And and once Elder Scrolls Online launches, we are going to bring back some more classic discussion. Absolutely. So for launch. We want to make a big event out of launch and not early access because um, that's the one minute when all of us who want to play Elder Scrolls Online 
are going to be able to get into game and experience that, have that one experience together. Not early access. Early access is awesome. If you're a huge fan, I'm sure many, many people will be playing the game, but it's that one moment launch time when we're going to be able to, you know, take a step back and say together as Elder Scrolls fans and fans of Elder Scrolls online, we experience that together. And I want to make that the event. Dave, what do you think about, what do you think about our launch plans, Dave? I'm excited for it because actually we've had some people in the chat say it as well. I'm excited because we're going to have people playing the real game, playing on their real characters and having some progression from early access. When we do the the launch, we're going to see content that we have never streamed before personally being streamed on our on our channel on twitch.tv slash Network. We'll see a lot of new content. You'll actually be able to see the hosts playing characters that they intend to keep. So they'll be far more invested in it. Oh, so yeah. it's it'll be a good experience. It'll be good to see. And Lou. Wow. I can't believe we have all this coming up, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Uh, I'm stocking up now. <laughs> I'm <probably laughs> ahead <of> time. <laughs> Trying to make sure, yeah, what's going on with the week ahead? All right. I mean, no, drop that. No, not do that. Uh, because like you said, um, it's going to be wonderful uh, when the game officially launches for everyone, and to be there at that moment when you know all of us and all of our fans can finally get together and say, "Yeah, we're all in. Okay, we're all here. We're all talking to each other, you know, in guild chat, you know, or over Mumble, saying, "F yeah, <laughs> let's do something," you know. Oh, yeah. Um, Elder Scrolls off the record. I, I'll tell you right now uh, that that first hour or two or three when um, or four <laughs> of uh, of episode 105 of Elder Scrolls off the record, we are going to give away a uh, a digital Imperial edition of Elder Scrolls Online. I will tell you that. So if you're listening to us now, be sure to be in our chat room, okay? Because that's the only way you're going to win it. Is and we'll explain how you can win it. Um, you have to be following us in our chat room. You have to be in the chat room. We got to make sure that you are there talking and all that. Um, we may have a random. We may have a question. It'll probably be a random choice um, through through a uh, through a, a program. Um, but you have to be there. And then once you are there, okay, you have you will be eligible to win a digital imperial edition. We are definitely giving one away on on episode 105. We have to get that. We have to get that on audio. We have to. <laughs> so we're definitely giving that away. All right, Unless guys. It's Abeltini. Unless she screams again. Oh, God. Last <laughs> <Once> you won. <laughs> it scared the crap out of her husband. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, well, on to the very final, the, the last and final dev question of the week. Oh, oh God. Yeah, I'm going to miss these. I know, right? Here we go. <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm Matt Fyror, Game Director on Elder Scrolls Online. This will be the last question of the week. The Elder Scrolls Online beta is now over. Thank you all so much for participating. My question for you is, what was your favorite moment in the Elder Scrolls Online beta?
I love the remixed versions of those songs. Yeah. Holy God. It's probably the first time Dave's hearing it. I, I, yeah, I have no idea where that music's from. <laughs> Toy Story. Probably. Your favorite moment in the Elder Scrolls Online beta. Maury. Hmm. Getting the invite for the very first time. I only played three, and that very first invite, I, I think I screamed like a... Like a happy child, and told everybody in our mumble that I was madly in love with all of them, and I would if I could have all their babies. Oh God, why? Because I was so happy, and uh, I I seeped a little from my eyes. Oh, it, it was it was it was a tremendous moment, and um, if I could hug Matt Fryer, I would. I would hug that man. Uh, a lot of people in the chat room are, are saying that uh, getting the invite was was one of their favorite parts. Uh, Martin says the QGN guild taking on that dark anchor, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which uh, we were all so low level that we we actually were able to utilize the advantage of having I- infinite reses. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we did it. Uh, Dave, what about you? This is gonna make me sound like an ass. Probably the my favorite thing was the bugs. Uh, you know, I, I know it's it's a bad thing to say, but it was funny to to come across a few of the bugs that we found, like falling through stairs. Or I actually, <laughs> I I accidentally broke into Cyrodiil at level four, or how I accidentally made my way into the closed off areas that you weren't supposed to get into. You know, the tiny things like that seeing first for the first time, I actually saw uh, the, the second area of Aldermary Dominion for the first time by breaking into it uh, accidentally. I did not mean to get past the, whatever wall they put up, but I got into the, the different areas and seeing that new content for the first time is, is, it, it's beautiful, and it makes me a, a really say, you know, the, whatever side we choose in the PvP poll, I'm not worried about it, because every bit of this game is amazing and surprises you every at every chance. Oh, that's that's 100% true. Um, Mark Hahn in the chat room is saying, falling through the bridge into the wall <laughs> while entering Ebonheart City. Yeah, uh, crispy crackers says I was up until three a.m. the night I got my first beta invite, smiling like an idiot. I can just see her sitting there hugging her laptop and just smiling. Just yeah. <laughs> what about you, Lou? Uh y'all may think it's corny, but my my favorite part of the beta was the very first time creating my character, logging in. And seeing for the first time something, God, I've been playing Elder Scrolls since the first came out, since Arena. And seeing my friends online for the first time saying, I can play an Elder Scrolls game with my friends. Seeing Evarowin log into the game. Seeing Dave log into the game. Seeing Shank log into the game. And we're grouping up like, oh my God, I am actually playing an Elder Scrolls game with people. With my friends. That was my most favorite part of the beta is the fact that I'm actually getting to enjoy this universe 
with others for the first time. Uh, Blandtastic in the chat room is saying, seeing the Daedric armor come out of the sky, uh, anchor rather, come out of the sky and saying, we can take these guys. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> I remember yeah, about that, that huge group. <laughs> we ended up killing more Netch that night than enemies from the Dark Anchor. But we completed it. We did. We did. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show you, if it's dead, it's a win. That's right. <laughs> That's bottom line, folks. If it's dead, we won. <laughs> um, my favorite moment, uh, or maybe what's become my favorite moment, uh, ha- actually happened in PvP. And I've, I've mentioned this on the show before. Um, it, was, it was the same battle uh, as the Chalamo. Um, I was part of the Aldmeri Dominion, and uh, the Shoddy Cast guys, uh, as well as their uh, their raid, were doing everything they could over at Chalman Keep when uh, the Faithful Knight of the Chalamo hit. Now, uh, me and uh, my raid team, I was leading. Now, at the time, you could have a forty man raid team. I had a forty man raid team that I had built up, so I was very proud of of what we were doing, and we were going uh, north through through our territory, which was Aldmeri Dominion territory at the time, pushing into the uh, northwestern portion of the map, which is Daggerfall Covenant territory. And um, we were battling over Nickel Outpost. Uh, it was a, a very hard-fought battle, and many of the guys uh, that I was, I, was, um, I was with didn't think that we could actually take Nickel Outpost. Um, and we had a lot of different excuses kind of flying around saying, oh, this and that. And I said, listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give it one more solid try. And this time we're going to stay together and we're literally going to throw ourselves at these guys who are buried and hunkered deep into uh, Nickel Outpost. I was healing. I was doing all the group healing I could possibly muster up. And um, I had thought that maybe we needed more so we Got a couple more people to use their secondary healing skills, and their their secondary um, uh, weapon, which was a, a healing staff. So we got more healers on our side, and we ran in there, and we ripped out whoever was in there, dug in deep and fighting us off and, and doing some very awesome tactics. We ripped them out and ousted them right out of Nickel Outpost and took it for ourselves. That was one of the most epic moments in gaming I've ever had just experiencing the rush of winning against another player at just seemingly what looked like at the time just impossible odds and and knowing who was in there and feeling very very intimidated by the fact that you're you're basically fighting a person who's just a gaming god <laughs> uh a, a genius of this game just getting them and and winning uh, with a different strategy. Maybe not one so genius, but one that worked. And uh, we had a very uh, nice moment at the time of of, uh, cheering and and having fun. Of course, soon after, we got completely wiped out by the Daggerfall Covenant and pushed back. But (laughs) for that one moment in time, that had been my favorite, one of my favorite moments um, in uh, in the beta. Wow. All right. Well, uh, our final topic of discussion for this evening might be a little, might be a little bit of a doozy actually. 
Uh, and that is the, the subscription discounts for multi-month subs were announced. And this is as reported on March 21st by QGN Director of News, Joseph Bradford. Uh, Dave, would you would you mind grabbing up that link and uh, going to elderscrollsoffthorecord.com and, and seeing what Bradford had said? Uh, give me one second. I'm actually going to pull up my calculator to help me with this. Hmm. Is that necessary? It is necessary. All right, cool. Uh, because I, I want to do it per year as well, and that he didn't put that on here. Anyway. Hey, hey, it, do math. I'm going to math live math. on the air. I am going to math for all of you. I'm going to math Ready? our fa- faces off. Yeah, it's going to. Uh, I really right. think Papa Brisket should do the math. Well, Papa Brisket can't do math. Uh, he actually can't pass count past uh, 14, which includes all of his fingers and toes. Well, it should be okay then. I'm scared now. Just saying. Yeah. You really need one hand. Just saying. What, like I said, 14 <laughs> and and the majority of those are on one hand. Gr- anyway. Grudman, uh, <laughs> Grudman in the chat room already beat us to it. He said it's not a great discount. <laughs> All right. Uh, subscription discounts for multi-month subs have been announced. In an update to the Elder Scrolls Online support page, the prices for the description... The prices... For the subscription discounts for purchasing playtime in advance have been announced. Normally, the game will cost $15 per month for 30 days of access. For those wanting to buy passes for 90 and 180 days, or three months and six months, the price goes down a bit. For 90 days, you get a dollar off to uh, $14.99. For 180 days, you get a doll, uh, two dollars off to twelve ninety nine. So, not even close to what other MMOs do, but uh, it is it is a little bit off. for For those who use euros or who weigh their their things in pounds, Maury, um, it's going to be twelve ninety nine euro for one month. For 90 days, it's going to be 11.99 euro. For 180 days, it's going to be 10.99 euro. For people who use GPBP, which is gross British pounds, pounds. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know what GBP is. Anyway, for that funny little <laughs> LF looking symbol. Dave, you're you're supposed to pretend like you know. That's what you're supposed to okay. do. You're gonna pay eight ninety nine thingies. <laughs> if you pay for ninety days, you're gonna pay seven ninety nine thingies. It looks like this. Right. Okay. That's a very interesting uh there you go. If you, <laughs> you look like days, a velociraptor right then. <laughs> so I'm gonna math it in American money because that's the only currency that matters. Um, so let's say per year you pay. Well, well, hold on. Let's just, let's just emphasize the fact that, um, the, the game is 1499. All right. Mm-hmm. It's 1499 us currency a month, which is obviously 30 days of access 1499. If you, if you sub up for 90 days, they're giving you a dollar off. It's 1399. And then if you sub up for 180 days, it's 1299 and they don't have a, a year long, uh, subscription option. So I, I think the real crux of this, and I, and I know the maths that you're about to do, Dave, is, is going to probably um, expand on this. 
Mm-hmm. I think the real topic here is it's good that you know they're having a discount, but uh, what mm-hmm. I have heard, and I'm sure Mori can definitely um, uh, expand on that as well, is it's so it's such a tiny such a it's, tiny it's discount. It's it's so much. Yeah, it, it's not even. I wouldn't say it's not worth it, but it's such a small amount that that some people have told me they actually feel offended. It, it is a little bit offensive. Hmm. Maury, could, I mean, you, I mean, well, hold on, Dave. I mean, Maury, yeah. you, you're the one that actually told me that. I want you to, you know, sort of get that out before Dave does his math. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just for what you know, it's a sixty dollar game if you buy the the uh, the base game. And I don't know if it's more for the base game if you buy the physical. You know, it's $90 for the Imperial, you know. And, like, some people have told me who bought it overseas, like where I am or, like, Monovan in Germany, that it works out at double the price of what Americans pay when when they buy the Imperial Edition. Mm-hmm. And then to, you know, bring out a $100 book, you know, that's really nice and then have to pay half of that in shipping... And then all that stuff as well, where you just have to pay a ridiculous amount of price for the shipping. And then say, look, we're going to give you a discount. Be loyal to this game for six months. Right. And you save $2. Yay. Do, do, I wave, do I wave my flag? Do I, do, I, do I kiss their feet and say, wow, you know, you really, you know, you, you really, you really helped me out there. Oh, it, it, breaks, my, <laughs> it breaks my heart how good it is. So really? You're- yeah, no. you're basically saying that you know it's it's nice to have a discount, but it's it's so little it's basically not doing its intended uh, purpose. Yeah, I mean, I, I also realized that you know it's an out the box, brand new MMO, um, and I, I did do a little bit of research, and it is exactly the same as Wild Charge. Um, but I also looked at other games. Now they are free to plays like Rift and Lotro and. And all of the SWOTOR, and it isn't even close to what they are offering, you know. Um, and you know, for a company who have sold out of all their physical editions, you know, which are expensive, and for a company who are adding in, buy a horse from our shop, buy buy an upgrade if you want, you know, and God knows what else they mentioned bringing out. Vanity pets in their shop, like mm-hmm. really, you're going to save us two bucks, two dollars, whatever. <laughs> you know, I, I would expect at least like a five dollar saving for a six month, maybe a six seven dollar saving on on a year. Yeah, like I, that. That would to me that would say we're rewarding you for supporting this game for so long. Um, yeah, and I just felt like. That's the first time that I've I've looked at what Zosadun has said. I, I don't think that's right. Um, I, I I really can't agree with that. Does it mean I won't pay <laughs> for my six months? I will. I've I've bought two I've bought two versions of the Imperial Edition. I'm heavily invested already in this game. Mm. So if if I get to save money, <laughs> I have to do it. You know because otherwise it's not on. So I have to do it. I would have liked more off. This is what we've got. Hopefully, they change it at some point. Um, 
considering competition out there, you know, and, and we have someone in the chat room, dis, uh, dis nine zero four three in the chat room saying Wildstar has a one year subscription, uh, for $10 and 99 cents a month. Um, now I, I know literally nothing about Wildstar, uh, but I can say if that is true, um, you know, they're, they're kind of going head to head. Maybe it would be a better idea to sort of follow in step with that. Now, now, Dave, you got the old number crunching a ruse going on over there. Uh, why don't you tell us what, what you got now? You might be on mute. Good, sir. Oh, sorry about that. It's okay. Uh, so I mathed. <laughs> mathed your face off? I mathed. <laughs> so after mathing in front of everyone, oh. I just want to say that, that here's what it looks like. I need a cold shower after seeing you math in front of me. You're welcome. <laughs> at, at the normal cost, if you're going to pay the $15 a month every month, it's going to end up being $180 for a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you take the three months or the, 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 yeah, the three month subscription at $14, you save $12 a year, bringing it to 168 Okay. Mm-hmm. Following. If you pay for the uh, six month subscription, then you'll be paying $13 a month, which is an additional dollar off. So that'll bring it up to $156 a year. Mm-hmm. Just to play the game. In comparison, for those people who were completely loyal, who would pay. You know, for every day of the year, who want to pay to play the game continuously, they pay only $24 less per year than the person who pays for one month at a time. Mm. So your loyalty is $24 off. That's really not bad. When, when you, when you look at it in, in that sort of, in that light, in a, I guess, a total, in a, in a, in a big picture sort of perspective, um, because the game is, is what, fourteen ninety nine a month, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're getting, you know, you're getting a month and some change off. Um, if you were to, to go, what is that? The six month route? Yeah. So if you were to figure if that's for six months, put a year on there, that's that's basically if you if you subscribe for for six months at a time, you're basically getting two months for free. I feel that it should be twice that much. I feel that a year subscription should be a hundred bucks. Yeah, personally. I, I think in regards to what MMO players... Now, when I first heard this, and, and I heard you're getting a dollar off, I, I was thinking to myself, like, that's ridiculous. This is this is stupid. And I haven't changed my opinion. Um, from a from a big picture perspective, it, it looks a lot better. Yeah, so six months, uh, you're getting basically a month and a half for free. Uh, if you get, if you, if you subscribe, you know, six months and then again for six months in that, in the course of that year, you've gotten basically two months, um, two months of game time for free, which if it's real, I mean, for a product, 
you know, I don't think I would do that as a, as a business owner. Um, just thinking about, you know, coming out with a game and then giving people off uh, a subscription off for, for uh, you know, for two years just kind of just unnerves me. Like, ah, oh, am I making enough money? Gee, I don't know. But if you look at it from the gamer's perspective, from the consumer's perspective, a dollar off after already giving us a, a subscription, telling us that we have to pay a subscription, which is extremely highly controversial even to this day, still controversial. And then if we if we buy your game. Uh, game time wholesale in six month increments we're only getting you know a dollar off two dollars off eh, you know like it, it, it just looks bad uh, from that perspective it's I think it's a mistake I think it should be more what do you think Dave I really feel that you're not making friends already with the subscription the, the lower it is, the better people are going to look at it. I get it that this is pretty much on par with what Blizzard does with World of Warcraft. They're about the same. I get it that this is just about where you'd be with when you look at SWOTOR. I get it. That doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it the right decision. I mean, if you're if you're gonna have a loyal fan base that's gonna pay you year after year and willing to pay up front for that cost, I mean, hell, 180 bucks a year is still too much. But I know we, that's a war we've already fought and lost. If if this were another MMO, maybe I I really do at the end of the day believe in the subscription model for this game because of what the developers have said. Um, I'm going to hold them to it. And I hope they want me to hold them to it. This game better be worth the controversial subscription model. And I, I know the developers are, are going to do that, but, you know, let's make sure that it happens. Um, now, the, the discounts, I, I think it could be better. Do I think it's bad? No, I don't think it's. I don't think it's bad. I think the sticker shock is is terrible, because when I heard that first, I'm like a dollar off per month. Like that's that's paltry. Lou, what do you think? Well, uh, I'm gonna play devil's advocate like we've Oregon in the chat room. Okay, I understand that there are people disappointed with the, I guess the small amount of discount you get. However. I mean, they are a business that's trying to make back, what, five, six years of development costs, okay? So, for one, I'm glad they're actually offering discount at all, even though it is right now accepted as a standard MMO practice to have discounts for subscription fees. Mm -hmm. But by the same token, you know, everyone else is right. You know, it has to give me more of an incentive uh, to subscribe for multiple months because, yeah, in the end, it is kind of paltry. You know, I would have done the, you know, if you're doing 90 days, take two bucks off. Now you're paying twelve ninety nine, Okay, and go down from there. You know, do three months, six months, and then the year. They should have had that. They don't even have a year plan. option, but. Right, and I think that they should have had that as well, right off the mm, bat. I think they should have. Okay, because to me, that doesn't, that doesn't speak confidence to me about your product. If you're not going to offer something well, like that. WoW only has a one, three, and six month option as well. In fact, they're the exact same prices. Um, 
Red Seder 5 in the chat room says, and honestly, uh, $15 isn't a big deal. A dollar off isn't meant to be a big initial discount. It's meant to benefit those who are deciding, who are, who are dedicating themselves to this game for a long period of time. I think it's a smart way of going about it. Um, you know, I don't think Red Seder is wrong in, in what he says. I, I think, I think the, the, when you do the math, it, it looks like you're getting a far better deal than when you when you have the per month uh, sticker value. Let's say, uh, I think that m- maybe it would have been better to not only post what what they did say, which was you know a dollar off a month, so to speak, uh, but I think it would have been better to sort of say, but hey, you know, at the end of all this, like you know, you would be paying this amount, but you're actually paying this amount, and you're getting like a month and a half off, sort of. Um, I think it would have been better to to sort of reduce sticker shock in that way. Maybe that would have been a better sales tactic for them, um, because everyone I've spoken to about this, for the most part, has said like I I'm like offended that you're just giving me like why even bother with the discount at all if I'm just going to get a dollar off? Like what, what is a dollar going to do me? Nothing. I've heard that a lot, and not just from, you know, uh, Maury. <laughs> yeah. Right, and I'll put this out there. Like, I'm totally not against a sub for this game. I, I was one of the ones to say, yeah, I, I agree with that. Pay this, pay $15 a month. But if you're going to give a discount, make it a meaningful discount. One, You know, okay, you're saving $1 a month over three months. That That isn't enough to pay for another month hmm. so it's it's really not that great and like i said like it's not just the fact that oh the, you know it, it's a dollar off the fact is is that they've started thinking about this this store that they're doing adding this new horse in okay i'm, I'm not against the horse necessarily i'm not against adding vanity pets to a store i'm not against people upgrading the store but combined with the fact that they're giving you such a little discount, combined with the fact that last Friday as well when they announced this, they just released a uh, a limited 300 edition lithograph, which I actually paid for, and then paid half the price of the picture for, for delivery. Then to say, yeah, save, save a dollar off if you if you sub three months. That's not it's not good. It's, it's really not good. Like, I'm really worried that, that they are money-grubbing now. Like, you know, you get a lot of people saying, oh, I'll be okay, I'll be okay with paying a sub, but why can't it be $10 a month? Like, they're not even giving you discount enough to make it $10 a month. Like, why does it have to be 15 I know a lot of people have said that. Like, it seems an old dated price, but, you know, it's got to pay developers. And, like, I'm pretty sure that Zoss have made the money back of the cost of this game on mm. box sales. Uh, T-Baby301 in the chat room says, you're going to pay $15 anyway. This argument is pointless. Look at that. How about how about that? That's an interesting perspective that I don't necessarily completely disagree with either. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I, I would have paid $15 a month, and that's probably, you know, and I will take this discount. Yeah. But still, can't they reward you more? That's all. I think- I'll tell you right now, if they had a year option... Even if it was just the next step down of eleven ninety nine a month, oh hell yeah, I'd pay for the year. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I would. I absolutely would. Yeah, 
In fact, as it is right now, I'm probably going to pay for the six months right off the bat and then go get one of the game cards and go ahead and load it up on my thing so I have a year and don't have to worry about it until next March. Right, and that's there's there's two things to be said about this. Um, even though I, I do appreciate um, T-Baby's comment in the chat room, I, I really think that the, the argument is not pointless, though. Um, it, it's pointless if you're going to say, well, you're going to pay $15 a month anyway, so if I kick you a discount, you know, what do you care? Well, if you're looking at this from a from a marketing study point of view, all right, um, it does matter because there is a certain point where you say, hey, guys, discount. And people come in and they see the discounts five cents. They walk out of your store saying that's like, why would you think that I would be enticed by a five cent discount? That's insulting to my intelligence. I know what you're doing. It's not a discount. It's just five cents off. That's not a meaningful discount. So from a from a marketing study, you know, perspective, from the perspective of if you offer a discount to, to consumers, at what point do you say the discount is worth it for consumers to act on? And at what point do you say that the discount is so not worth it for them to act on? It becomes insulting and therefore makes your product from a marketing perspective look bad. That's where this this conversation really has its its roots and its its teeth, so to speak. And and speaking from that perspective, I really feel like offering a discount with and then saying a dollar off, you know, per month is was a mistake. When you add it up and you actually think about what you're getting, if you're a thoughtful person and an intelligent person, sure, it looks a heck of a lot better. Um, but you got to get to those steps. And a lot of people, I think, just get sticker shock. And that that is that is, you know, an advertising and a marketing term to have sticker shock. Um, um, yeah. Blantastic, Blantastic in the chat did the math. More math. Maths. 13.4% discount for six months. Yeah. 13.4% discount. Um, now, to your point, Varwin, when, when you say... You know, is this enough to bring them in? ESO has the fallback. They are literally copying WoW's subscription plan. Yeah. This is exactly WoW's subscription plan. $14.99 for one, $13.99 for three, $12.99 for six. This is WoW's subscription plan. The question isn't are willing people are people willing to pay this? Because they are. The question is. Why would they pick the exact subscription plan of an MMO that's hemorrhaging players? Because they know the they know the uh, World of Warcraft is not hemorrhaging players. Dude, they of, are hemorrhaging players. There's no other way to say it. I know. I'm not saying that they're not. What I'm saying is the reason why the reason why it. See, now you just screwed me up because <laughs> it's not what I was trying to say. I'm not I'm not affirming the fact that they I'm not disaffirming the fact that they're uh, or refuting the fact that they're not hemorrhaging players. What I'm what I'm saying is I'm, I'm adding dramatic emphasis to to my point, which is, you know, they are hemorrhaging players, but it's not because of their price model. It's because of the content in the game. That's Consumers feeling is not worth the price uh, is basically exactly. what that's all about. The right, price model. Subjective. It is subjective. Yes, it is. I mean, I mean, one dollar discount could mean great things to someone else. I mean, it may seem cheap to a lot of people, but you know what? There's going to be people out there that will take that one dollar discount off because then it is a discount. It is, and technically, it is a discount. You're getting a dollar off your price. 
Right, of course. And if you hang a if you hang a, a sign inside your store that says sale today and you go in and there's nothing discounted and people ask, well, what does that sign mean? And you say, well, we made a sale today. Still cheap, but technically true. And still legal, by the way. Right. <laughs> and, 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 you know, overall, the bottom line is, you know, they're, they're a business. They're trying to make their money back and show a profit, not just make the money back. You know, to Maury's point, yeah, they made, they made their money back in projected box sales, digital sales, but they need to generate a profit now. All right. They have to impress the suits who are on the other side of that table saying, all right, we've invested X amount of money into this project. What can you show us? Okay, so I know it's like that maybe that ugly side of MMOs a lot of people don't want to talk about. But in the end, they are a business. They need to make their money. They need to show well, the other side gotta, of the house that we're making money. Someone's got to talk about it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And just reach out to the fact that, okay, in the end, they are a business. They are trying to make their money, okay? Because if they don't make their money, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get content. You're not going to get GMs. You're not going to get You're not gonna get anything. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get a free-to-play mess <laughs> that often happens out there in the MMO world. I think you okay? sneezed on your galaxy map, Dave. What? What? So, I don't know what you're talking ahead. about. Go ahead, Lou. I'm sorry. Craig's panel is broken. I, you, you know, yes, we, we may be quibbling over what seems to be small amounts of dollars. But, yeah, in the end, as we saw in the chat room, in, you're getting a 30% discount, which to me, that's substantial. That's sizable. It might be great, but you know what? It's, it's a substantial discount. Okay? Go buy a car. If the salesman told you you're getting 40% off your final price, yeah, you take it, right? Yes, you would. Yeah. Rhetorical question right then and there. Yes, sir. You yeah. would take it. You would right. take that 40% discount. Yeah, if you're getting that much off of a car, you're going to take yeah. that car. And and therein lies the crux of my argument. If if this is the way that that Zoss feels is really a good value and and good for their business as well, it, they needed to kind of dress it up in a different manner. Don't tell me I'm getting a dollar off a month. Tell me I'm getting you know fourteen percent about fourteen percent or or thirteen point whatever off per month, and then show me that it's a dollar off all the way at the bottom where the legal jargon is. You know, thirteen percent off. Uh, it's it's uh, over the course of of six months, you're getting basically a month and a half off, and that equates to like a dollar a month. T- dress it up that way. It's all in how you sales is all how you dress it. Yeah, and honestly, they haven't released an official statement. This is just what we found on their site. They haven't come out and done the big banner. Here's the prices. Look at it. It's awesome. Yeah, they haven't done that yet. Very true. And, and also, don't forget the fact that. Uh, you can buy game time cards as well. That will be a feature in their store for, for those of you out there that are, that are in fact, wondering. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen of, of the jury, those of you in our, our chat room, those of you on our YouTube channel, those of you listening on the podcast, we reported you decide to coin a phrase. Maybe maybe some of us here are right, some of us are wrong. Maybe we're all right, or maybe we're all wrong. But you guys, you guys decide. You're our listeners, and you're always very good with that. So so there's there's the information. Um, what is that? For, for, for the chat room already has. Uh, Futria says, Avarwin says, I need you to phone me a little bit. We do. Sure. We, we need to be buttered up on this. Sure. Butter me. Butter me a little bit. Oh, just a little. Just a little. Take me out. Wind <laughs> me. You know, <laughs> show me a good time and then I'll come home with you. And maybe on the way we'll we'll stop and get a little jelly. 
What does that mean? Really? Does that mean literal jelly? Really nothing. Yeah, when an American says jelly, they mean jelly. Jelly, yeah. Do you mean jam? Jam. No, no, we do not. No. As so in, you mean jelly like you'd have with like custard and cream in a trifle? Do you know? Do you know? Well, what, first off, I don't know what any of those words mean <laughs> to an Englishman. <laughs> so before I start explaining the the mechanics of maybe petroleum jelly and how it could be used during a date, uh, why don't we head over? Wow. To <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh. The Elder Scroll. Library Bookstore, this is Scott. How may I help you? Yes, you have an Elder Scroll. Hello, and what can I do for you? You have an Elder Scroll. An Elder Scroll? Yes, I'd very much like to have those scrolls. Oh my! How many times do you think in this one episode that we've made people spit on their on their dashboards? It, they're getting close to the point where they're drowning. <laughs> <laughs> Putting the little screen on their, on their computers to protect themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, there wasn't too many accidents caused. <laughs> Jesus, knocking crap over. Uh, Lou, without any further ado, please, sir, your your uh, your uh, your segment, the Elder Scroll Lou's Lore segment. Thank you, sir. And as we mentioned earlier, today we're going to cover the vampires of Elite Bay. We'll take a walk down the dark side. This is the story of a man's journey into vampirism. Author unknown. Chapter one. There are over one hundred distinct kinds of vampire in Tanriel. Like Bay Region alone has nine variations with unique powers and abilities. I have this information not only because I have been researching this blight of the world for the last ten years of my life, but because for the seven years before that, I was one of the creatures. Vampirism is a disease, like brain rot or cholera, but far, far more insidious. One can become a vampire through certain magical items or by the curse of a powerful wizard, but the most common cause is the bite or scratch of a vampire. There are no symptoms of vampirism except this. If the victim sleeps after the attack, but before he becomes a vampire, his sleep will be plagued with nightmares. During this two to four day period, when the disease has begun has been spread, but the victim is still mortal, most any temple healer can remove the curse of vampirism. There will be no further warning. I don't remember dying. I had been a scout for an order of knights, which shall go nameless for this. A daughter of a local nobleman had been kidnapped by a mysterious character, and my captain had located his hideout. Deep in the dank underground chambers, I searched until I found the girl. Or what remained of her? A corpse the color of snow, drained of every drop of blood. I knew what the mystery man was right then, but he found me before I found the exit out. He took a good-sized hunk out of my fighting arm before I managed to outrun him. I figured I was lucky to be alive. Some luck. My trip back to the Knightly Order was a five-day journey. I decided to get some rest early to get my arm in better shape in case I found any more trouble. I can't remember the dreams I had that night, only that I was doing something horrible and I couldn't stop myself. I woke up screaming the next night, and an inn a little close to my destination, my sleep was deep and dreamless. On the third night, I died. Of course, I didn't know that I died. I had gone to sleep in a nice, warm, feathered bed, and I woke on a cold, wet stone mortuary slab. 
dazed. I opened the door to the mausoleum I was in, which I think must have been locked. I was in a cemetery not far from a town I knew, so I wandered in. It was late at night, so there was precious few souls in the streets. I paused to read a public notice and noticed the date. The date was two weeks later than I thought it must have been. As I puzzled over that, I saw a girl, a wench at my favorite tavern in that town, wandering toward me. I hailed her. She ignored me. I called her by a name, and she turned to me, smiling, but with an expression that told me she didn't know who I was. I had visited her tavern on my way over to the mystery man's hideout, but she didn't know me. I told her my name. She angrily told me that it was a very poor joke, that I looked nothing like the brave knight who used to visit that town, and that if I didn't know, he was dead. My emotions were a tangled skein. I could tell she was not joking, that I looked nothing like myself. I was touched by her sorrow at my death, and horrified by the idea dawning on me of what I had become. Suddenly, an overriding instinct overcame all my thoughts. Hunger. Without even thinking about what I was doing, I reached out and tore her throat open. I drained her until she looked like the corpse in the mystery man's dungeon. Chapter 2 I told in the first chapter of my story how I became a vampire and in my first kill. While it might, and indeed should, horrify the reader that my first victim was a friend of the mortal I used to be, it is my understanding that they are not uncommon first kills. I left the Snow White Corpse in the alley and ran to the only place I felt perversely safe, the mausoleum. For the first couple days of my undeath, I starved myself while I considered my fate. I relearned what I was capable of doing and found that I was stronger, faster, tougher, and more agile than before. I had powers that as a knight I had only seen powerful mages wield. Later, I discovered additional abilities such as a total immunity to disease. Helpful when descending on a plague shirt in Sydney like a jackal. I also found my weaknesses. I could no longer stand the light of the sun. Exposure to it for a long than a few seconds burned me terribly. It also pained me to enter temples and other places of worship. The worst effect, of course, had to be my bloodlust. If, if I did not kill a warm-blooded creature once a night and drink its blood, my hunger would gnaw at me and any wounds I suffered would not heal no matter how much I rested. Is this the moment for me to admit that there was a time I loved being a blood-sucking creature of the night? It is not impossible to live only at night, merely occasionally inconvenient. And I wouldn't have to kill humans every night, merely warm-blooded creatures. Or accept delicious, rich, brothly blood. Wretch a little sweet for the only meal of the night. Werewolves are a real treat. Almost Decadent, the tincture between human and beast. A real gourmet's delight. About a month after I died, I was having the best time of my life. One night, I received a letter from someone who said he was family. Curious, I went to visit him at his tavern. and was told about the tribe of vampires to which I belonged, the Montalian. In return for me performing certain duties for the family, the man at the inn would train me in my vampiric abilities and skills. Though I never got very much detail, I surmise that the two main differences between the different vampire clans is geography and powers. Montalier alone have the gift for teleportation, but the other eight have powers of their own. 
My mentor, that is the title he used, would congratulate me after each mission I performed and came to trust me more and more. If asked, he would tell me about the Montana's newest alliances, who they were manipulating, who they were stalking. It was then I started to become frightened at last. They and all the rival clans were draining the blood of Tamriel itself. I panicked. I had to find a cure. But nowhere could I find any book or rumor suggesting that vampirism is anything but permanent. So I resolved to kill myself. But I wanted to bring the Montagnan down with me. I joined guilds they opposed and failed any mission given to me spectacularly. I thought my mentor would turn against me. But he only became quieter, less forthcoming with information, never violent. He was not concerned. He had probably seen vampires like me before. Here's why he never attacked me. Immortals can afford to be eternally patient. At last, he refused to give me any further missions. He wouldn't even talk with me, but he never left his tavern. I could come and go, and he'd watch but never talk. That's when I got another letter. There are several of us, you see. Former vampires who knew who know what to look for. We're patient, too. We learned it in our unlife. We watch and listen and anonymously contact the vampires we know wish to end the curse. Ending the curse is possible, but only just. It is very dangerous, but when you are cursed, the only real danger is no escape. And that concludes today's Elder Scroll. I'd like to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls Wiki, and the Imperial Library for having this lore. Folks, if you enjoy the lore and history of the Elder Scrolls as much as I do, please visit these sites, take a look around. You will not be disappointed. Well, the last time uh, we did a uh, an Elder Scrolls off the record show, uh, we had a uh, a few Tamrielic holidays come and go. Uh, one of them being Hogthum. Uh, Hogthum happens on the first seed, the twenty first in Daggerfall, and is the summoning day for Azura. Flower Day happened on first seed the 25th and flower day is another of the frivolous celebrations of high rock children pick the new flowers of spring while older bretons cooped up all winter come out to welcome the season with dancing and singing the festival of blades happened on first seed the 26th and during the festival of blades the people of the alakir desert celebrate the victor of the red guard the first red guard over a race of giant goblins a story is considered to be a myth by most scholars, but the holiday is still very popular in the desert. Uh, this information has oh, come from the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. What's that? Now, also, due to the 20th year anniversary of the Elder Scrolls, I would like to submit a request for this date to be known and added to the lore calendar. I present to you my idea to always commemorate the anniversary of Elder Scrolls on Day of Genesis, which, if this were a real date in the lore, and I am I am asking for it to be added, would have happened on Tirdas, first seed the 25th. The diary of an anonymous Dwimmer historian from the first era was unearthed in the fourth era, year 204, suggesting he found evidence to suggest 
the Dwemer discovered the exact day Nern was created. A highly controversial topic that garners much speculation from most. However, the idea does have its followers in High Rock, who have coined the day, Day of Genesis. Boisterous parties in the small towns of High Rock have sprung Another up. Frivolous stay. Boisterous <laughs> <laughs> parties <laughs> has sprung up as a result, and some temples in those towns have begun to issue discounts on potions to revelers. So, <laughs> that is that is uh, that is my um, I guess uh, my my submission. If if we can create the day of Genesis to always remember that um El- the Elder Scrolls series was created on first seed the 25th um I think that'd be a lot of fun. And would the um, the Dwemer be uh, Evarwinian? What? Would Evarwinian be the person who wrote the Dwemer book? Uh, would you like to see that? Evarwinian. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's all in. Great job, Lou, on on the lore. Very, very creepy this uh, this time around. Uh, Dave, the Guild Corner. Yes, welcome to the Guild Corner. Your one section that you've waited this entire episode for. I want to apologize for how boisterous my co-hosts have been getting us here, but now that we're here, let's finally sit down and enjoy ourselves. You suck, Dave. <laughs> Okay, actually, I have two weeks to talk about. Uh, last week, I put out a post on March nineteenth, Wednesday. Well, who can uh, who can see this? Like, where where can people see this right now? This is at elderscrollsofftherecord.com, up at the very top on little mega nav. You click on Guild Blog, and it brings you right to it. You can scroll down the page to see any previous posts. The most latest will be at the very top. Very very easy, very very simple. Uh, March nineteenth is the the latest one that we haven't spoke about. Actually, we, there's another one before. Anyway, uh, March 19th, on that post I, I mentioned, we I have updated the Guild Ranks roster. That's where you need to go. If you want to get an invite to the ESOTR Guilds, that is your destination. Find a moderator. Message them in game. Say, hey, brah, want an invite to ESOTR? What up? You'll get an invite brought into the guild. Remember, for the first few weeks after the initial launch of the game, you, all members of the guild of member rank or higher will be able to invite to the guild. So if you have a buddy and you want to get in and don't want to bother a, a moderator, just message your buddy who's already a member. They can throw you an invite. Keep that in mind. Also, remember to visit our rules page. Cannot say that enough. Because remember, our, our moderators are going to be through a million headaches just trying to get this guild set up and running. We don't want to also add more headaches by people violating rules that we have in place. Simple stuff, too. Really simple stuff. Also, the want to talk real quick about the PvP faction poll. The PvP faction poll is very neck and neck between Daggerfall and Aldmeri Dominion. Has been. Uh, we've been getting, like, oh, tons of votes. I know they're they're fighting between them, but they fill up quick. Anyway, that will end Sunday morning at twelve oh one a.m. on the thirtieth. Twelve oh one a.m. Eastern. Keep that in mind. 
The PvP faction will be selected, and I will tweet out which one, as well as put up a guild post saying which faction won the poll. If there's a tie, well, there won't be a tie. If there's a tie, then I'll straight up select one of them, and it probably will be Ebonheart, because you people can't pick a damn sl- I mean, because <laughs> we have not selected one directly. Don't don't tempt me. I, I'm irritated at that poll. Anyway... One final thing we I need to say is the guild bank and guild stores will not be moderated directly by the administration of ESOTR. That's right. While there will be some limitations to keep it fair, we will say that the moderation for the guild bank as well as the guild store will be, be pertaining mainly to cleaning it up in case there's junk items thrown in or whatever. Keep in mind that you may lose privileges to using the the guild bank should that ever become an issue. You may have to add a new rank just for that. People who don't know how to use the guild bank because they put in gray items. Anyway, we, we will be uh, having that open for everyone as soon as possible. Everyone has the ability to use it. It's first come, first serve. If something's in the guild bank, you need it, take it. We will not be moderating who gets what from the guild bank. That's what mail is for. Remember also, guild bank is not guild trade channel. We have rules against yelling out items in guild chat. So remember, read the rules page thoroughly, and we'll have a great, great first few days of ESO. I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm This is... We've put so much work into doing this. Get, I have a list of people a mile long for uh, moderators. Remember, check them out. Pick your favorite moderator. I'm on Team Mori. Hashtag. Mm. Hashtag Team Mori. Wait, team Mori. what? Am I what? Am I a moderator? Yeah, you're a moderator. You're the lead moderator. Did I did I miss that memo? What? Yes. Uh, hashtag Team Mori. Okay, because... just saying. If anybody says invite me, bra, like they are not getting in. <laughs> Honestly, I will not invite someone who says, yo, dog, invite me. This dis homie wants to join your house. I, I won't invite them. Uh, for all, all. You, just, you just walk up and be like, what up, bro? And he just goes, yeah. invite. And yeah. it's Total Biscuit's not dog. the only cynical bread out there. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> oh, to- Total Biscuit couldn't eat the cheese off my toes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> toe cheese. Well, confessions of QGN. <laughs> Uh, delightful. <laughs> wow. one, one final thing. Remember, read Ciao. the rules and feel free to pass out the URL for anyone who's interested in the guild. Send them to the guild blog one more time. That's Elder Scrolls off the record dot com. Select guild blog right at the top. Smack dab in the middle of the page. Real easy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Team Mori. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, planning for early, early access, right, Dave? <laughs> yeah, that's that. I went through all that. All right. So uh, there you go. <laughs> that's two <laughs> weeks worth of of updates. That quick and efficient. That's that's amazing. It truly is. I'm excited. It truly is. Are you you know- sure you're not related to Monovan? I'm slightly German. Because that was very efficient. It was very efficient, and we took over yeah. like three other guilds in the process. I'll uh, I'll tell you I'll tell you what's what's efficient and and um, and fantastic. 
our tweaked audio earbuds. Highly efficient. You know why they're efficient? Because not only are they inexpensive, <laughs> they're also. <laughs> oh god! I need you to talk to Shank and and Brian like really bad about how to do a proper segue. Segue. Yeah. Jesus. They're getting better. No, they're not. They're, they're really not. <laughs> Uh, so, so big thanks to Tweaked Audio Earbud for sponsoring our show in part today, of course. Um, and, and and let's let's be honest. I mean, when you're looking for uh, a really awesome, it, nothing nothing is worse than having having a pair of headphones that just takes your music. It's awesome music. You're totally into it and makes it sound like a tinny piece of crap that someone crapped out of their toilet and put onto your your mobile device. It just sucks. Flat out. Tweaked audio earbuds, you don't have to pay a ton of money to get fantastic sound clarity, sound quality, highly durable, and guess what? Uh, inexpensive and shipped to you for free. Worldwide free shipping at tweakedaudio.com. They sound great. They're unbelievably durable. Go jogging. They're going to go the extra mile for you. Hey, hashtag unbelievable. Can't believe I did that. Um, starting at, starting at 1995 for these PB greens, PB yellow. Okay. Uh, they have an inline microphone. Very, very, very good stuff. Um, they have a, uh, a, um, gold plated, uh, plug at the end here. That is one of the reasons why these things are sound so good. Um, did, go, yeah, go ahead, Maury. I was going to say, did you say it's 1995? 1995. Yeah. Is is there any way they could get those cheaper? Well, you know what, Maury? I got a deal for you because you sound like a man who likes a deal. Yeah, I I, I really like deals. You sound like oh. a man who likes a meaningful discount. <laughs> Dude, give it to me. One dollar off. Give it I, to me. I'm not going to give you just a dollar off. <laughs> I'm going to give you 30% off. And you know how I'm going to do that for you, Maury? Wait, 30%? Yes, sir. That's, 30% that's more off. than 13%. Would you consider that a fair deal? Is that a fair shake? I'd say that, that I wouldn't be insulted by that. No, who and would I be? would say I'm definitely going to go and buy those because Th- that's a great off. deal. Absolutely. It is a great deal over at tweakedaudio.com. 30% off your order. But you need our code unlock the power of 30% off your earbuds. <laughs> Can't wow. even get it out. <laughs> that that blows my mind. <laughs> Unlimited Unlock the power of 30% off of your earbuds at tweakedaudio.com with our code off the record, all one word, off the record, will get you 30% off. It doesn't matter if you get the 1995 PB Greens, the California Green 2495, or the California Red for 2495. It doesn't matter if you buy the 2995 Parkour Red or Blue, or the 3995 Naturals, or the the uh, the Eddies, which are 8995 with an inline microphone as well. It doesn't matter. The more you spend, the more you save with 30% off with our code off the record, all one word at tweakedaudio.com. And it doesn't matter what you spend because you're getting you're getting them shipped to you for free. Worldwide free shipping at tweakedaudio.com. Unbelievable sound. Very durable. Sounds great. 30% off. Off the record's the code to get that and free shipping. 
guys. What's that? More deals? Free shipping? I don't have to pay half the price of the earbuds to get them to me here in England? <laughs> Indeed. Like a, a first world country? Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you choking on a cracker? Are you, that's crazy. I am not that's choking crazy. on a cracker. <laughs> You don't have to. It, it works great if you're abroad. If you if you live in the frozen tundra of Siberia, well, you can be a woman. Works, it also works great if you're a guy woman. too. Let's not be sexist, of our one. Indeed. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. Did we stink wow. that ad up enough, or or what? Yeah, I, no, think, no, I, think, that, I think that was the best advert ever. <laughs> Probably, the single greatest one ever. I think it was. Crispy's <laughs> asking for a bar one. What if my earbuds break? Oh, if your earbuds break, they've got unbelievable oh, customer service. So all you have to do is just call them up. Beep, 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 beep. Hello, Tweet Audio. Oh, yes. Hi, I'm Crispy. My earbuds broke. Oh, how did they break? My cat shoot them. Oh, like that idiot of Arwen? Just like him. Okay, well, we'll send you a free pair of Tweet Audio earbuds for free. For free. And we're going to ship them to you for free. Oh, if I win. Yes. Are you telling me you can get unbelievable customer service and 30% off? You mean you don't have to pay full price to get unbelievable service? Indeed. Yeah, man, you you are choking on a cracker. There we that's, go. That's that's ridiculous. Don't you choke on a cracker. Get your earbuds for thirty percent <laughs> off. Free worldwide shipping. Tweetaudio dot com. Yeah, I thought it was called you a cracker, but no, he said choking on a cracker. Choking okay. on a cracker. <laughs> he didn't call you a cracker. All right. Maybe one day he'll explain to me what that means. I don't know. I just made it up. Totally. Don't choke on a cracker. The hell's Don't a choke on a cracker. Thing. New hashtag. A cracker. Is that like a biscuit? Some, you, no, you sp- yes, cracker is like crispy that you spread with butter and then you put a piece of cheese in it or something like that. There you go. It's really nice. Jacob's Crackers. Don't knacker it, cracker it. That's the advert. <laughs> like saltines? Yes, like them. Yes. Something like that. Uh, if you're in the chat room, you've got a link right there um, as well. You can you can click on that. We make it easy, of course, to get to our sponsors. So, um Support us by going to our sponsors, and thank you very much if you choose to do so. Uh, time for the mail, and you know what that means, Dave. Oh, God. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. Do you have any idea how many times I walked like three feet, and then he talked to me again, and then three feet, and then he talked to me again? I don't want to catch him! Oh, you don't? Okay. <laughs> you, you know what's really good about that dude? If you've got your pickpocketing up, you can actually steal his clothes from him. He'll, clean, he'll chase you. Hey, let's go. Monkey back, put him, put it back in the mailbox. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> first email, Lou, please. Uh, our first email comes from Indy Bart, and Indy Bart writes in: Any chance you guys can talk about the API changes on your next podcast? That hate coming from the add-on community, especially for healers that feel like they won't be able to heal properly in game content, is flooding in, and I'm just curious to get your take on it. Personally, I don't think it'll matter for a few weeks, and that if it becomes a problem, that ESO will make the changes needed to make the game fun. Great podcast, guys, by the way. Long-time lurker. It's too bad your guild isn't going to be in Heavenheart. Night's still young. I was hoping the vote would get us there. Cheers, Indie Bart. 
I think I may have said this publicly. If I could care any less about a topic, <laughs> I mean, it might be this one, you know, and, and, you know, shout out to Time Real Foundry for doing what they're doing. All right. Um, I know they're, you know, uh, not feeling all that well regarding the, you know, uh, the, the reigning in of the API and it's sort of, you know, not, not working out very well for them. I, I do feel bad for the, the time and effort they put into creating their API. Um, but me personally, like as a gamer, I really just don't care about this topic. It, it just doesn't bother me at all whatsoever in or out. I don't, I don't care. And I know you're going to be, Oh, but a Varwin, it's not fair if, you know, I'm playing PVP and then, you know, someone sees my health and all this other stuff and you know what? Yeah, you're right. It's not fair. And then you lose. Um, I'm not advocating for this stuff to be in there and I'm not advocating for this stuff to not be in there because at the end of the day, I really I just don't care. Whatever. In or out. I, I it doesn't bother me. I don't know. What what do you, what do you th- <laughs> I, I know no. it's like a hot button issue and I'm sorry if my you know, just not caring bothers you. Uh it just I, I whatever, I don't care. Uh, Maury, what do you think? <laughs> I I just went somewhere else when you said in or out I don't care. So I'm gonna be quiet. K Y Jelly. Dave, what do you think? Okay. Coming from the MMO perspective, you don't know your past. You're doomed to repeat it. Okay. Every MMO ever who's included API, who's included macros, has included them and restricted them when they found that the line that was being broken... This is par for the course. Anyone who didn't see this coming has never played an MMO before. If they have played an MMO before and they didn't see this coming, then they don't know what they're talking about. Expect it. Because this is what was going to happen. Someone was going to make an a add-on that was going to cross the line to the point where it broke the game. Then Zoss was going to fix it. That sets the bar. That's right. the initial reaction. They have now set the bar. Welcome to the API world. For those people from the add-on community that weren't expecting this, congratulations. If you weren't expecting this, you're not from the add-on community. People who know from previous experience it were expecting this. This is not new. I don't know how anyone could be offended by this. This is such a huge non-issue. I don't see what the problem with it at all. This, we were we were expecting what the only argument I could see for this is that wow I can't believe they're restricting me from being able to have a game breaking advantage over other people. That's the only thing I'm hearing. So if your only argument is I don't want them to restrict it because I want an unfair advantage over other players in PvP, I want to see things on my screen that were not intended by the game creators. You know, I, I've never had the opinion of, I'm sorry, this isn't the game for you before today. This is the thing where I'm willing to say, I'm sorry, this game isn't for you. If you want a game that you can mod to hell and back, there's Minecraft. Have fun. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, we're, I, I'm allowed to be wrong. If I'm wrong, you know, you can say I'm wrong, but, you know, I, I know it's a hot button issue, but. Whatever. Honestly, though, um, like regarding them changing it, 
Don't you think it's a little weird that they've changed it right before, you know, right after the last beta? Surely it'd be better to change it months ago while you guys were cha- you know, playing in the PGS no, and things. No, I don't. I don't to me, it's, it's, it seems they, totally wrong time to do it. To me, to, they needed to find out where they wanted to set the bar, and they, they didn't know this three months ago. They didn't know, dude. A, a someone who makes a game is not going to know how to exploit it like someone who's going in there to break it. I don't think they were holding on to this. I, I really don't think that there was some like you know master plan saying like you know oh let's let's uh, let's how how are we going to screw over those Tamriel Foundry guys? I oh, know. No, I don't think that, let's but, tell them but, to. I know, but there's some people out there that have some really ridiculous like theories saying you know that you know they uh, they waited till the last minute and then you know uh, and. Saying that it was going to be in the game, and then right at right at the point of no return for the consumers, they they sort of pulled the plug. And I, right, I, I just don't that, think that's that true. wasn't that the point of this add-on. Wasn't the point of it to go in and see just how much data they could directly mine out of the game and force onto the API? Wasn't that the purpose of the add-on? And then everyone's up in an uproar that the purpose of the add-on was to see how much they could break the game. Yeah. So Zoss goes in and says, okay, here are the ways that this add-on's breaking the game. Here are the ways that we don't want it to be. So we're going to restrict it to the, this, you know, here's the line. Here's where we want to set it. Everything above it ain't going to work. Everything below this line is going to work perfect. And that's where we want the game to be. That's the point. What's your opinion, Lou? Well, I don't mind mods. Like I said before, best. Add-ons for me are like any tool to be used and abused by the community. All right. Now, Indybar's concerned about the healing community. Uh, what's what's he or she say here? Especially for healers that that feel like they won't be able to heal properly and gain content. Um, first of all, Indybar, no offense to you, but if you need an add-on in order to heal properly, there's something wrong. Okay. Well, I don't like, think like, that's uh, what like, Indy Bart's saying. I, I, no, well, no, well, for the healing community in general, okay, let me, let me rephrase that. If you absolutely need an add-on to do your job, absolutely, then you may <laughs> want to take a step back. <laughs> Dude, Lou, you, you may not want to go down this road because there are some podcasts that have healers who don't know how to raid it without add-ons t- playing their game for them. Yeah, but they don't listen to, uh, or I shouldn't say that, I should say they, they don't play Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. No one, no one cares. We're not talking when, about WoW podcast right now. When, <laughs> when, does, when does this become the crutch that you absolutely need to lean on all the time, even though you can walk on your own two feet perfectly? Okay, like I said before, the game has been designed to be defeated or content to be you know won over without these add-ons. Okay, from game devs to beta testers to when it goes live to actual regular players going in there saying, you know what, I don't go to places like Curse. To download add-ons, I can I've beaten the game with me and my friends with nothing. Mm. Okay, so that argument in itself saying, well, they feel like we'll be able to heal properly. What? <laughs> what is that? That's saying to me you're telling me that you don't have confidence in yourself, that you won't sit there and fail and learn from your mistakes. That you just want to go in there from day one and just bat a thousand. You know, if you're not willing to take hits to get knocked down, you know. To feel the sting of being defeated constantly, you know, but then not learning from that. Like, not learning, okay, you know what? I tried this rotation, or I tried this, this, and this. It didn't work during these situations. Maybe I should go back and rework my, what I'm trying to do, as opposed to knocking my head against a brick wall a thousand times and wondering why am I not getting anywhere. 
think it was uh, Chimp Godfrey in the chat room said, did, did API changes break the ESO alliance? <laughs> no, it did not. It did not. It, Andrew and I are good friends. We are we are good friends. I I, I met Andrew, um, you know, a couple of months after they uh, they announced uh, the the game. Um, and Pax East back when no, it was um, it was before Pax East. Just oh, the media event, Alpha before. Media event. Yeah, um, right when before Tamriel Foundry was like a not even known f- tiny little fan site that that no one knew or cared about. And then all of a sudden, it, you know, it blew up into into this, you know, uh, very important uh, fan site for Elder Scrolls Online. So, I mean, he and I, in the in the life of Elder Scrolls Online, uh, he and I go back a bit. I, Andrew, no, and if you listen to ESO Alliance, the last episode that we did, I mean, I I, I backed up his decision to make one, and I, I don't care there or not there, I could care less, and I know. You know that his that his his mod uh, Tamriel Foundry's mod's got so many things in there that um, it probably would break Elder Scrolls Online, but you know, they scaled it back for whatever reasons they think is good, and, and there you have it. Um, you know, so so there you go, um, Maury. I'm 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 really used to being called a jerk by you, so I think this next email might be just better on my ears if if it comes from you. Southern's accent. Okay, exactly. <laughs> wow, it actually says to Evarwin. This guy's calling me out hardcore. Darustix. Darustix. He, he spelt it there phonetically for me. Yes. And you even Dar- said it wrong there. Sticks. I said it English way. The quiet American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Incidentally, um Darustix is a is a uh, very good fan of our show. Um he's been around for quite a long time. He's emailed more than once. And his um, his emails have appeared on on our show more than a few times. So, okay, it says to Evarwin, I'd like to discuss the misguided and disrespectful comments you made towards the players who are against add-ons that threaten the harmony between ESO and its player base. This surprises me, since you have been an avid defender of ESO against the trolls and haters. However, let me point out that I am an MMO player first, and I'm not against having add-ons in ESO. But I believe that there has to be a line drawn somewhere as to how they're used and what they're capable of doing. To me, that line is drawn at what information can be retrieved about other players. It is fine to see your own damage numbers or have emote managers and change the layout of our user interface, but having information about other players affects both PvE and PvP. In PvP, I'm sure we can agree, we do not want add-ons that reveal hidden or invisible players, or add-ons that create one-button combat macros, macros that include a heal at a certain stage of the macro. I also believe that information about the enemy concerning, for example his stamina, or being notified when to block or interrupt his ability shifts the balance in favour of an overpowered add-ons, making it indivisible to not use them. Uh, in my opinion, it's even worse in PvE. Players will often try to join a guild or pug pickup group and be weeded out since they do not have the acceptable add-ons for use aren't dealing enough damage or don't have acceptable build usually determined by the local min-maxers in the raid 
or guild. The problem becomes increasingly prominent as more and more players succumb to the add-on frenzy, making it inherently more difficult for vanilla users to find an add-on free guild or pug for raiding. This becomes fundamentally no different than the effects of gear scoring. This is distinctly different from guild sites that players can opt out of obtaining that knowledge. Players who don't use the sites will not encounter the same backlash or disadvantages that faces players who refuses to conform to the accepted setup. Add-ons have to be balanced to help the user who wants them while not hindering those that do not. Thank you, Daristix. Uh, Daristix, I, I totally... I, I see your point of view, and I agree with you. I, I think to the point that you're talking about, if, if an add-on does all of that, it should not be in the game. Um, when, when I was talking on ESO Alliance with Andrew about the hate that he was receiving from the community because he made that, um, that, that mod... You know, I, I, I'm a loyal person. I stick with my friends. And, you know, am I was I was I saying that, you know, uh, you should have uh, carte blanche just, you know, go run amok with, with your mod? No, not really. Not to the point where it breaks the game. No, of course not. I don't I don't think that. Um, what I what I do think though is if if uh, you're you're gonna make a mod or you're gonna download a mod, you should be you should be free to play the game that way. Not to necessarily receive the the tremendous amount of vitriol that that you know Andrew uh, and the rest of Time Real Foundry has been receiving as a result. At the same time, I do fundamentally agree with your point, and um. I don't. I don't think that you know anything game breaking should be should be permitted or allowed in the game. If you wanna, if you wanna play a game with a mod, well, it's on you. Me personally, I don't do that. I play the game the way it was meant to be played by the developers. That's the reason why I'm paying money to play the game because I believe that the developers know what they're doing. They're trying to show me their vision of of what their game is going to do, and that's what I feel like playing. I've modded before see me play Skyrim you see mods in that game I've I've modded in MMOs before as well I don't like it it's not for me but I'm not going to tell a person that oh you can't do that or you can't make that mod because you know god forbid it gives you an advantage in PvP no I I don't care you want to have an advantage in PvP if that's what gets your rocks off go right on ahead and then when you're done and you walk away from the computer and you killed me multiple times and you're all proud of yourself someone will give you a gold star and I'm not talking specifically to you, Daristix. I, I completely respect your opinion. Um, I'm just saying, like, that's, you know, whatever. If that's what floats your boat, cool, fine, whatever. Um, I, I just don't see how um, it's that much of, a, of an issue. Unless it's game-breaking, then I get it. Which, in this case, uh, it seems to be seems to be the case. So, uh, Anything else from, from uh, either of you guys? Um, yeah, I, I 100% agree with this email. Uh, I don't, I don't, I must have missed the one sentence he's referring to where you're all about add-ons, but I gotta say that we're in beta. I'm all about breaking the game. I'm all about exploiting the game. If they can do it now, 
they can find and refine that line to, to say, hey, we don't want to include these these different things in the ability for the, the API. You know, this is the time when they should be making the crazy add-ons. This is the exact moment in time where we should see the add-ons that break the game. Yeah. And for those who don't get it, in layman's terms, the Tamriel Foundry add-on is exactly what we needed. It did its job. It helped us find the line for where we want our add-ons to be and not to be. This is a good thing. We, we needed this to happen. So for those of you who liked it, I get it. For those of you who don't, I get that too. And, and the purpose isn't about whether or not you directly liked that add-on. The purpose of that add-on, as we've seen from the viewpoint of Zoss, they purposed it to find the line. And it did its job. So I quit. I quit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's wrong, Dave? Come on. Jesus. <laughs> Serious debate. Ready? Pokemon. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Last email. Guys, did uh, did everyone ever uh, who didn't read an email? I forgot. My name's Lou. I really like emails. What, Lou? Okay. <laughs> I'll get the last one. Uh, hey, guys. Love the show. Keep it up. Vote with your ebon heart. I have played over 500 hours of Skyrim on my PS3, but it has gone on long enough. I'm finally getting to play Skyrim the way it was meant to be played, with tons of mods, making the game look absolutely gorgeous. Thanks for all the hours of great Elder Scrolls discussions and can't wait to play some ESO with you guys at launch. P.S. Dave rocks. Go Evan Hart Pact. What? Someone Did Dave write that? It hasn't got a name. Dave yeah, totally wrote that. that. That's I totally for real Dave. Did not, I didn't even read this one before. That's awesome. Dave said. <laughs> exactly. That's the monkey in the mail <laughs> that Dave sent us. <laughs> Oh, Nobody funny. thinks Dave rock. Nobody likes that banana pack. Somebody <laughs> said I rock. You, Dave, Dave does rock, and I thoroughly agree with this email. Um, vote with your ebon. Now, what, vote, um, vote your I, I agree with the fact that that uh, Dave rocks. That's what I agree with. Um, what I also agree with is uh, vote with your ebon heart. A, a great advantage of the PC are those mods. It can be a lot of fun um, if you vote with your ebon heart. Unless, of course, it breaks the game, which voting with your Edmund Hart may indeed do. <gasps> you take that back. <laughs> <The last fighting>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dave will take out his chimp, his chimp Pokemon. Chimp Pokemon. Yeah, chimp, chimp Pokemon. Chimp Pokemon. Let's <laughs> <laughs> take him out. <laughs> I'm ready for you. Shanks in the ball. That's why Shank isn't here. Shank's in the Pokeball. That's it. Yeah. Dave, let him out. I choose you, Shank. I choose you. Shank's saying something. (laughs) Hang on. Yes, we we know that about... Oh, God. Twice? Dude, uh... All right, he's just talking about Maury's mom. We really don't want to hear this. Oh, wow. (laughs) Holy Jesus. Wow. A whole elephant. Well, uh, it's the bottom of the show, and it's time for the top of the QGN community segment. 
Uh, so we'd like to lead off with this. Uh, if you would, if you would like to stream games for Quest Gaming Network, we're actually looking to put together a team of game streamers. Uh, if you're interested, email us at QGN Staff. That's QGN Staff at gmail.com with a 10 to 15 minute long video of you streaming a game. Uh, Make sure, uh, here's a couple of tips, all right? Make sure that you engage with your viewers, keep the language clean, and be be aware of your background audio, please. All of those things will will help when you you put together a video. That's if you want to join our uh, QGN stream team, which we are now putting together. Uh, Maury, you and... um, uh, John Supa are are um, are heading this team up. Do you have anything you want to say in in regards to this? Uh, yeah, like it's not just um, streamers. I know, I know we we're kind of throwing the word stream team about, but it's also um, <clears throat> there to help QGM push uh, YouTube and and the um, the content we're pushing there. So it, we're looking for people who can stream. You know is great because that really helps us fill our Twitch up, but also getting good quality entertaining um, videos for our, our YouTube as well. We really are an an encompassing network and we want to take over the world. Well, so uh, (laughs) this is a, now, now this, this is basically a submission to, to be a, an official QGN volunteer. You will be part of the network. If we do decide to hire you on a volunteer basis, uh, we've got lots of information for you when um, when you do uh, you do submit um, when you do submit your video. Again, the email is qgnstaff at gmail dot com. Ten to fifteen minute long video of you playing a game. Again, make sure uh, you engage with your viewers, keep the language clean, and be aware of your audio background, please. I mean, it, it's uh, <coughs> though those are all things that can instantly um, disqualify you. Yeah, you you really need to be engaging and um, and as inoffensive as possible. So, um, yeah. don't basically just just base yourself on me, <laughs> and you're a win. It's a win. Um, we've got more information for you when you do come in. All right, D- don't link us your YouTube video stream or your your account. We don't we don't want to see links to YouTube accounts we don't want to see that we want to see a video one video 10 to 15 minutes long that's what we want to see don't yeah that's that's foot forward account (laughs) (laughs) all right guys uh well moving on uh check up on the latest and greatest in elder scrolls news gaming and how to join our wonderful growing community here and we are growing um at elder scrolls off the record.com Check out our guild blog and guild forums there as well. If you would like to email us, you can reach us at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at elderscrollsotr. I'm Avarwin, and you can follow me at Avarwin. That's E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lou, right on over there is at GamerGuy11B. That's G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y-11B. Dave, damn it, you're not at the pantsless homie, Dave. What the hell? (laughs) I I actually am getting that changed next week. Yeah, we're you're just you're just wasting your time. I'm gonna be the pantsless homie. Oh Jesus! You put is it back. Put it back. Da- Dave's, Dave's at Dean Force. That's D I E N F O R C E, and and maybe in the future he'll be known as the pantsless homie. 
Uh, Shank's not here, so uh, screw him. Uh, Maury. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't be offensive on your streams, y'all. Exactly. No, Shank, it can be found at Shanked Tank. That's S-H-A-N-K-T-H-T-A-N-K. And don't forget, guys, leave off that that last E for... Oh, Pumice Stones. Uh, Pumice oh, Stones. damn it. Savings. Sorry. Yeah. I beat you to it. Oh, you got it. Uh, thanks. Uh, the, only, the only one job you had in the show, and I took it from you. At Morrowind of Tamriel, follow me. It makes, it makes sense. <laughs> M O R I C U of Tamriel T A M R I E L at Mark of Tamriel. And when you when you message Maury, tell him tell him uh, you blame him for whatever ails you in life. Hashtag I blame Maury is the new hashtag sensation. Everyone's using it on Twitter. I saw Celine Dion use it. She Twice. was like, ah. yeah, she was on her phone. She's like, oh, I can't get a job. Hashtag mm-hmm. I blame Maury. Hashtag yeah. I blame Maury. I, I hate notes. living in Canada. Hashtag I blame Maury. <laughs> I blame Maury. Well, she hates being French Canadian. I guess I blame Maury too. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I would as well. <laughs> Justin Bieber. He's like, oh, I, I got arrested again. I'm a degenerate. Hashtag I blame Maury. Well, Maury yeah. did sell it, sell the stuff to him. Yeah, he did. <laughs> don't do, don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Do, do tweaked audio earbuds. Thirty percent off, off the record. <laughs> there you go. Free shipping. <laughs> Audible. Audible trial. trial. Amazon. Really weird link. Yeah. Angie's list. We're not affiliated. (laughs) The hell with Angie. Angie's list? And her list. (laughs) Who's Angie? And then then Angie's like, oh, you know, they said hell with me on on Elder Scrolls off the record. Uh, Poor Angie's list. Hashtag I blame Maury. It's me typing on a phone. And, And people, I do not accept responsibility for Obama. At all. <laughs> well, you're English, you can't. Exactly. <laughs> Blame me for Bush. Uh, we, we don't talk about politics here, Maury. Even in uh, When I mentioned Bush, I wasn't talking about politics. <laughs> oh! No. Oh. So, we have forums. Uh, quick! Uh, forums, you can... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maury's bomb. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> trying to find the rails of the show once again where where are those rails because we're off them <laughs> they're on dave's mom uh, <laughs> why is it a whole website why why poor guy <laughs> dave's like i'm born hashtag i blame maury <laughs> yeah <laughs> Forums. We have forums, and you can they can be found at questgamingcommunity.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash questgamingnetwork. And, of course, on Google Plus at google.com slash plus sign questgamingnetwork. Uh, you can check out all of our live streams, including this show right here. All of our shows are done live. You can check that out at twitch.tv slash questgamingnetwork. Uh, please give us a follow over there. And anytime we go live with anything, you'll be notified immediately and you can come on in and check out what we're doing. Uh, also, if you've missed anything on twitch.tv, maybe, maybe you forgot to follow us on twitch.tv slash quest network. And you're like, ah, oh, man, I didn't see that thing. And it was really cool. And I wanted to see it. Well, don't worry. You can go to youtube.com slash quest network and you can catch it right there. Final thoughts, gentlemen. Uh, we'll start with Maury. I'm really glad you let me on. I worry that I won't be on again. 
Um, 24-hour stream times two. Early access happening. API changes kind of sucked, but get over it, it was us. And, uh, <laughs> Jesus, Maury. <laughs> Well, it's true. You know, everyone's everyone's bitching. In your opinion, in your opinion, it's true. In your opinion, it's true. Well, everyone is bitching. That that's not that is a fact. People are. I was bitching about um, about about money off. That was me bitching. Enough bitching. ESO's coming out. We're all going to have a good time. Everyone join the guild. Don't vote for Ebonart. Me and Lou, AD all the way. He's my brother. And uh, Ivarwin, you're welcome for having me on. And Dave. I am your father, and I chopped off your hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But which one? The one you wipe with. But which one? So, Dave, your final thoughts? <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm just excited for the guild uh, this weekend. It's going to be great. Um, we we are still looking. Uh, through the guild for people within the guild who understand the rules and uh, are willing to uphold them. So we we do have a good amount of moderators, but keep in mind we we will probably bring up a few more people who know the rules and up uh, and you know are good upstanding members of the community. We may we may find some more moderators in the future. Anyway, <laughs> I just want to say after having Maury here, uh, it's been great having you. Mori, and uh, I don't want Shank back. Oh, yes. Poor guys. We're at, being honest. The, the poor guys at home Dave and, and hurt. Awesome. He's not home. He's dead. He's... <laughs> you don't see his body? No. Right, right here. Oh God. Oh, 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 oh come on. That smell. Oh. <laughs> that smell. It's All right, cute Luke. because I poke him sometimes and he blinks. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, does he blink? Lou, <laughs> talk! Damn it! Wow, Venture Zones can't wait. Amazing stuff, especially that letter from Paul Sage. Uh, I can't wait to see just exactly the challenges lie ahead, lie ahead of us in this game. And I'm looking forward to the monkey in the mailbox. Though I really am. It's cool. Oh wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. What'd you say? I, I'm really looking forward to that monkey in the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if that was annoying, but <laughs> monkey mailbox. Um, monkey. Yeah, thanks, Maury, for for jumping on the stream today, uh, for for helping us out with uh, with the show. We we had uh, some really cringeworthy moments with you uh, <laughs> here, but I gotta tell you, the the entertainment value was through the roof, and uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't take back a second. I could take back a second of of this through the editing process, but I'm not going to because you're you're gold and I and I love it. So, <laughs> good job. Thank you so much for being here, dude. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Um, I do love the community, and so glad to see so many in the chat room. Yeah. Uh, thanks to the chat room, everyone who who came out tonight to uh, to hang out with us. Uh, thank you for watching us on YouTube. Thank you for uh, listening to us uh, via podcast. Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with the Middle Earth Network. Take care, everyone. Uh, everyone, uh, time to say goodnight. We'll start with Lou. Good night, everyone. Thank you all for being here. See you all again next time. Morning. Don't choke on the crack, people. <laughs> Dave. Have a great one, everybody. Poost Road. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Be safe. 
And may the foose be with you! Can we really keep boring? Yvarwin, how are you today? Very good. Maury. <laughs> My tails are really cramped. And Dave. <laughs> wow. That's what you get for that's what you get for wearing those stupid English nut huggers. Nut huggers. Yeah. I have no idea what they are. Nut huggers. Nut huggers. <laughs> Is this a particular brand of pants for Englishmen? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Where might I find a nice, fresh pair of nut huggers? <laughs> I'll have Earl Grey tea with my crumpet. God save the queen, and let me have my nut huggers. Oh, I won't wear these nut huggers. It's a horse blanket. I participated in the ESO beta. Do I get anything special for my participation? You get a monkey, and it's in your mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> but where's my monkey going to be once I, I go into game? He's going to be in your mailbox! But in my mailbox... Monkey in the mailbox! Mail. Monkey in the mailbox! How do I find my mail in this game? Oh my god. <laughs> go ask the monkey! <laughs> this week's episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record is brought to you by Shank the Tank Industries. Shank the Tank has been providing Tamriel with some of the highest quality pummel stones money can buy, and undercutting every single price of any other salesman out there. Remember to use the code E on checkout for savings of 25% or more on pummel stones. This week's episode is also brought to you by Lose Lore. Lose Lore goes across the internet looking at the best sites for information about the lore of Tamriel and then puts it into one nice, easy-to-listen-to package for your ear holes. This week's episode is also brought to you by Ivarwin, who really doesn't do anything, but you can follow him on Twitter at E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. This week's episode is also brought to you by Dean Force Hair Products. Have you ever needed a haircut? Have you ever wanted to make your hair sparkle? Well, now you can, with just a few scrunchies. And a pinch of hairspray. That's all you need. And Deanforce hair care products will do all the rest of the work. In just three weeks, and only after three easy payments of nineteen ninety-five, you too can have pigtails that sparkle. Deanforce hair care products for sale in alleys everywhere. Note that Deanforce hair care products is proud to be an equal Argonian employer and supports them in their every way. Note that to achieve the sparkly effects of your pigtails, Deanforce Hair Care Products uses a wabajack. If any side effects occur, please consult your doctor immediately. Note, if you find yourself inside the mind of Pelagius, please stay calm. An army of Argonians will soon be there to assist you. Deanforce Hair Care Products, for sale in alleys everywhere.